What do you hear? What do you say? Serve cold, but the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow. The bulls keep it running, the socks run the south, the cubs run the north, but the bears run the house. Two Chicago sports fans got their ears to the street. Any team make a move, and they never skip a beat. And in this house, this is where we be. Welcome to the show with E Rock and Big Z. Welcome, 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 welcome to Chicago. Coming from the True Chicago Sports Fan Cave, this is the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yes, sir. He's back. Episode 139 is brought to you by 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF podcast t-shirts and search for keyword True Chicago. Use our promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off your entire order. That is TRUEFAN15. Get your official TCSF shirts now. As always, That's I right. <laughs> yeah, get him, get him, get him. If you were outside in the city of Chicago in the past week, you saw how beautiful the weather is, and you probably also realized that you need to refresh your wardrobe for the summer. So make sure you go over to greatclothingco.com and use that promo code and get yourself some new gear and get ready for the summer. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, you heard my voice and you heard his voice. I'm Big Z and I'm here with Iraq. What up, E? What's up, Z? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the show. If you're a first-timer or a long-timer, please remember to hit that subscribe button, that notify button, and go ahead and give us a review on your listening app of choice. You can find us on Facebook at True Chicago Fans. You can follow us on Twitter at True Shy Fans and on IG at True Chicago Sports Fans. Don't forget, you can support the show with a monthly subscription at anchor.fm slash True Chicago Sports Fans. Go on over there and click on support, and you can subscribe for as low as 99 cents a month listen do you like the show oh yeah are you a fan oh yes then tell your friends and they will tell their friends and we can all be friends if you enjoy what we do if you enjoy what you hear on a weekly basis go ahead and share it with others who also like sports and uh, other funny shit that we do on the show uh sprinkling a little bit of the no water on the weekend uh crew so you can uh, hear what they got going on as well mm-hmm. and uh you know just share 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 and you know look it, it takes two seconds like z has said several times in the past uh to share it with your family share it with your friends and share it with the other sports nerds in your life z it's been a minute man how you been oh man uh i've been okay i've been okay i'm still suffering from like i don't know a chest cold head cold whatever and then the allergies with the uh up and down elevator temperatures that we've had here in chicago my eyes are watery i have like a nasal drip it's 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 a hot mess and this you is the reason six since that that bowling tournament you guys yeah. have all been sick since then it's yeah, wild me and steven have been sick uh he's been he's a little better than i am i have more allergies now than anything but uh it's it's killer. I've been taking allergy pills, Zyrtec, Claritin, everything you can name, Mucinex. I'm taking it all right now, and uh, so I am drinking my Topo Chico water instead of uh, actual you know alcohol today. Uh, that's probably why because uh, yesterday me and Steven killed a 3G tequila bottle yesterday oh, during okay. that podcast. So that that explains why I'm uh, I am joined today by Snotty Pippin. Snotty <laughs> Pippin. Oh yeah, number thirty three from Arkansas. <laughs> no man it's just it's 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 this time of the year i usually get it for about a month and then after that my body gets acclimated to the to the temperatures and i'm good for another three months and it happens again in the fall where 
all the leaves fall and all that shit fucks me up. So, um, it literally is spring cleaning. And I, I've been doing that for, uh, since uh, I had spring break. Uh, cleaned the, the uh, porch. It is nice and organized. The bathroom is nice and clean and organized. The kitchen is nice and clean and organized for the most part right now. Just because I moved stuff in there today. But uh-huh. I was going to tell you off the air, but I was like, I'll share it on the air. Is that I took the entertainment sounds, uh, system down from the... Uh, the radiator that was on, on top and I'm putting it on another wall. And so I'm working yeah. on that room. Thank I bought, God. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I mean, the sun was coming in. I mean, it was blocked. The sun was blocked uh, with, uh, with curtains and whatever, but now that the summer's coming in, I don't need my records being warped and whatever. So I'm putting it on the other side. And, um, I also bought some, uh, Ikea dead, dead lofts or dot lofts, whatever they're called. Yeah. The, the glass display that's right behind you. I bought a couple of those too. Uh, cause I have so much, memorabilia here in the uh in my podcast room that it's overflowing so i need to organize it so that's what i've been doing on my time off along with the spring cleaning getting rid of old clothes that don't fit or you know i i I found a shirt that was like over 22 years old yeah i i got i still got shirts from high school like t-shirts and i have like echo t-shirts and shit like that from high school yeah you know some of them you know it's time to let them go it's time to let them go so that's what I've been doing. I've been jumping on the No Water on a Weekend podcast because uh, uh, Sean has been out in LA uh, doing, you know, interviewing big wigs out there. So he's doing his thing out there. So I jumped on and uh, big time. Yeah, he's big time. So uh, I was running the board over there for Steven and uh, I just finished editing that show earlier this morning. So that'll be out. The, uh, well, you're listening to this on Tuesday, so it's available now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then bowling, uh, you know, we're reaching the uh, last weeks of bowling last week. Uh, we, we played Louis team. And uh, we lost the first game by like, I don't know, 30 pins and then five pins. And then we lost the last one by a lot. But um, it, it, that's just the way it rolls. And he said, it, he's like, I told you I was coming for you this year. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, bro, do you know how hard it is to repeat in bowling? It is ridiculous. I thought he was on your team, though. I thought you no, were on the same team. No, he's on the opposite. He's got, it's him. It, it's your boy, uh, uh, Eric. It's <laughs> it's his his uh, girlfriend uh, and his little brother. So, uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So between his his little brother and his girlfriend, you know, they already have two hundred pins to start off with. Uh, yeah, because their, handic- their handicaps are super high. I think uh, both of them have a handicap of above ninety. Sounds like I should be out there bowling. Uh, yeah, you might be on my next team. Shit, I need the <laughs> handicap pins. Uh, so that pretty much, you know, it was a hard mountain to climb up. And, you know, we almost beat them. Uh, and, you know, it is what it is. You know, it's hard to repeat. And, uh, you know, right now, so they'll play Tuesday for the championship. We'll be playing for third place on Tuesday. Um, you know, either way, it's still a little bit of money, a little bit of change. I should come out with some decent amount of money. But I'm going to be really focused and try to win that King of the Hill this Tuesday. And it's very hard to do because everybody's blowing their ass off. And if you don't know what King of the Hill is, you you buy into a pot. And, you you know, there's a cutoff of scores after the first game. You make it to the second round, the second game. There's another cutoff based on the scores. So they'll take, you know, the first game as top 15. Then it'll be top 10. And then, you know, the third game, it's the king of the hill. Whoever has the top score takes the big pot. Uh, last week, the big pot is uh, all the propane and propane accessories you can handle. Yes, sir. King of the hill. Uh, <laughs> thank you for giving me a soundbite. Uh, yes. <laughs> last week's uh, last week's pot was over two grand. It was about twenty eight hundred. I don't know who took it, but I don't even know if they took a half pot, quarter pot, or the whole pot because I left early because I was disgusted with us losing. Uh, so I left before that that announcement was made. So I'll find out on Tuesday. But yeah, th- some some of those pots get really really big, and um, you know, um, about a, three weeks ago, four three about three four weeks ago now, I took uh I took half a pot. No, 
yeah i did i took half a pot and i won uh, another pot so it happens you know you you get on a, on a heater and you can win some money and then you know you think you're on a heater and someone bowls a 280 so you know there's nothing you can do about that yeah, I mean, speaking of pot, it sounds like you're going to be making a lot of uh, money, beer money for us for our, our Cubs game. We'll be going to on 420. That'll be uh, that'll be a lot of fun. I am excited to go to see the Dodgers play the Cubs, even though the Cubs have destroyed the Dodgers uh, this past weekend. Uh, yeah. But either way, I will be wearing my Dodger gear, going to see a Cubs game with you and your lovely lady. And I just thought it was a perfect thing to do, especially being 420, and that's your national holiday. And I thought, <laughs> you know, why not spend it with my best bud and uh, some good people. Best buds, yeah. yeah. <laughs> see, see, play on words. I'm learning. I'm learning yeah, there. The, the festivities are, are coming in hot and heavy. You know, uh, I actually went to the dispensary this weekend, and uh, you know, uh, my my regular guy was not available, so I, I just went in there and I was just going to get something to uh, a little bit more low key. So I got me some little uh, coffee bean edibles, and then as I walk in the door, I had never been there before. Um, I walk in and uh, they check me in, and uh, they're like, "Hey, by the way, pre uh, uh, rolls for a penny with every purchase today." And I was like, "For real." I was like, this is my lucky day. So, <laughs> so that was pretty sweet because it was a whole full gram uh, uh, roll, uh, pre-roll. You know what I mean? It wasn't like a little dog walk or anything okay. like that. So that was pretty dog legit. Walk. And then we got these little, uh, uh, you, you ever seen a dog walkers? No, no. This is all new lingo to me, man. Oh, okay. I don't I don't so, explore so, this. So basically what a dog walker is, it, it, it's a little like, it's almost like a little half a joint, a pre-roll joint that comes in a little tin. Um, I think uh, if you remember when we were at... Um, Oh, what's the name of that damn place? Was it, was it Exit or what was it? The the place we went to, Martin. You you and a Stephen were just talking about it. Uh, is that Liars Club? What is that? Yeah, that was Liars Club. Okay, so when we were when we were over there and that dude, we're, uh, you weren't there, but I was outside. Yeah, I guess like, you won't you won't relate to the story because you won't even <laughs> you were inside. But anyway, yeah. Um, so essentially, it's like a little tin. It looks like a mini uh, Altoids tin. Gotcha. And it comes like six in a pack but they call it a dog walker because it's like just the, enough back in the um, day the bds that were sold at underground yeah but yeah no nah, they're but these are like just essentially little half joints right you gotcha. know what i mean so you, okay you, it's just enough to like i said just enough to uh uh you know while you're out walking the dog and come back you'd be good to go so yeah ah. so i mean it's not like one of them little little uh suckers it was a, it was a full uh <laughs> it was a full, full uh re-roll so that'll be uh that'll be maybe on the menu for uh a uh, was it uh, pre-gaming for uh, for the game? So, yeah, that that'll be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, I uh, I had to go and renew my license this week. Uh, there was a lot. Uh, it was actually I walked in and out really quickly, and it was the weird thing was is that I used to have a C-class license because I used to drive a, a, like a big box truck. Right. And as I go in there, I'm they're like, hey, you got to take a written test. I was like, okay, well, I, I don't need the C-class anymore. And they're like, well, you still got to take a written test. You sure you don't want the C-class? I'm like no and like it was weird because every employee that i talked to was like are you sure and i'm like if y'all are trying to tell me something then fucking just tell me like <laughs> difference like because because they're like are, are, are you sure and i'm like I, I haven't had a job where i have to drive a truck in so many years it doesn't matter i don't need it anymore like right yeah but are you sure I'm like like it, it was just it was really odd and, and like i said I, I wish they would have just said something like oh you take the test and it's you're gonna it, whether you take this test or now you still have to do a retina you can keep your c-class it doesn't matter but i mean they wouldn't speak up so i just like stop bothering me about it just get my regular license so now i got that paper one and i gotta wait for my real one in a couple of weeks um but i was just surprised at, at how quick i got in and out because you have to do an appointment now you can't just walk in yeah and i just i just got reminded this week they're like hey your uh your, your license has to be renewed i think i i was getting carded they're like oh 
Time to get that renewed. I'm like, what are you talking about? I just renewed it. Nope. Nope. It's yeah. time. My, and mine was four years. And I remember because that's when they first came out with their real ID, which uh-huh. you need, you're supposed to have. And then they paused it because of COVID. So I was like one of the right. fo- only people that actually had the real ID. And of course, I go up there and I came in with my, my wife uh, made me come in with my voter's ID card and my social security card and my birth certificate. So I'm walking around with all like my vital documents. And they're like, you don't need any of that shit. Just <laughs> You don't need none of it? You only needed it. I only needed it if my license was really old, right? It, it expired on my birthday a few weeks ago. So that's yeah. when I needed it. But I mean, I had the real ID already. I just went through, you know, computer touch screen. Got to get 28 questions right. And uh, and that's it. So now I just wait for them to send me the, the new one in the mail, man. Uh, yeah, that's so dumb. I mean, they got the capability of printing them out. Just print them out. I just hate that shit. I, it's. I, I wonder if there's some other thing that they're they're doing back there just to kind of double and triple check because you know to make sure everything was legit. Because the, there was one kid that was in there, and uh, he was trying to get his renewed, and they're like, "You, we can't renew it. Your thing is suspended." And he's like, "Yeah, but that means I can't have anything." They're like, "You can get a state ID." But you can't have a car. You can't have a driver's. We're not going to give you a driver's license. It's suspended. There's a reason why you don't have a license. He's like, but I drove here. Exactly. And I went outside. You guess what? I watched him jump in a hoopty with like the front panel falling off and held together by bungee tape. And I'm like, all right, man, this is, I guess this is Maywood at its finest. Oh, Maywood. Good old Maywood. <laughs> so what have you been up to the last couple of weeks, sir? Yeah, aside aside from that, I mean, softball in the cold, softball in the hot. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, we had that first week of softball uh, outdoors, uh, not this past week, but the week before that, when it was raining on all of our practices. So we're out there like GI Jane in the and jogging around, and you know, half the team that did show up for practice, I didn't call it because I was like, I don't know if this rain's going to keep going or whatever. But look, we're going to be in games where it's going to be shitty like this, so right. let's get a little bit of work in. So we did that, and then the uh, Monday and Tuesday of this past week, or Monday and uh, Wednesday, I'm sorry, of this past week for our practices were fantastic with the weather um i had to actually get on the girls a little bit because they got a little bit lazy out there they're dancing around and stuff and i was Mm. like i i got i i told them i says when have you ever seen me pissed at this team i made them all stop where they were didn't matter if you were in the in the dugout if you were on the field in outfield whatever everyone stopped where they were and did 15 push-ups and then i was able to continue practice and on wednesday i held them an extra half hour to do some more work and i'm like and at the end you just see him like sitting there in in the huddle at the end like all like gassed out and i was like that's right each did two two long laps and you did extra stretches and you did extra push-ups and you did everything and we just kept going and going and going and uh that's what it was you know so we got all of that practice and then the uh the little one just started t-ball a couple weeks ago so uh we got our opening day coming up on the 22nd so that'll be a lot of fun uh we'll do a whole we do a whole ceremony for the uh there's a like the the veterans come out and they do you know sing this the national anthem and all that stuff so yeah, it's, nice. it's always a really cool event that they put on for the kids and the parents and the families and all that stuff to just kind of get them hyped up for the uh, season so uh it'll be coming in hot and heavy pretty soon man oh, i love it i love it anytime you can go into youth uh youth sports and, and be a mentor and be a coach it's awesome um I know you realize how much of an imprint you have on them. Um, and, you know, that's some, those are the memories they're going to have for the rest of their lives. And those practices where you hold them accountable, those are going to show up later on in the season. I know I can speak for experience because that just happened with my boys too in basketball where, you know, we at the end of practice, you know, I pick a random player. They have to shoot a free throw. If they miss, everyone's running ladders. You can all, no longer call them suicides, just to be clear. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so you got to be politically correct here. So they, I mean, I think 
they all because I at, the, at this point I had picked every player twice. So you're looking at 14 missed free throws. So that's 14 ladders at the end of practice. Ooh. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And the most unlikely kid hits the hits the free throw at the end, and they're jumping for joy. This is when I, and I and then I stopped. I'm like, stop it. You hit a free throw like you've done it a hundred million times. Okay. It's as simple as that. It's not jumping yeah, for joint. No, I understand that, but but the the, 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 the I, lesson I, I want to improve. That. Yeah, I, get, I let them celebrate that because here there's there's two things that happen there. Number one, that kid that's the unlikely kid all of a sudden becomes the hero, right? Yeah, yeah. Now all, all the rest of the team is behind him, right? And number two, it's like okay, now you understand the difference between having fun because you did a good thing and you and you achieved the goal and. When it sucks, you know what I mean. So I, I let the good go with the good. You no, know what I mean. They That's, got they got their ten seconds of celebration. I'm like, all right, now calm down. The the, the 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 main reason we're doing this is because at the end of the game, we're gonna play a game where we're gonna get into overtime or double overtime, right. and some people are gonna fall out, and we're gonna have the unlikely players, the people on the bench right. playing, and we're gonna need you to hit the free throws to to win the game. And sure enough, it happened in the first round of the playoffs where. We had a, one of our players fall out, and you know we had some some bench players that don't get a lot of minutes, and they were hitting crucial free throws, and we made it past this, uh, the first round. And you know it's it's that 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 practice to application to real life uh, gameplay. Mm-hmm. So it's something yeah. like you 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 know for example for from from playing yourself and, and coaching that those those lessons will translate very quickly. And you know when it's time to get serious, let's be serious. And when it's time to celebrate, you know those moments, it's fine to celebrate them. But it, let, let's let's handle business first. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I'm I'm on board with that a thousand percent. And you know my my mantra is like, you know you're gonna fail. You know you're gonna fail more times than you're gonna succeed. Exactly. But as long as you try, we'll never be upset because you right. tried. Mm-hmm. You know, and especially like we're not talking about pro sports. We're talking about youth sports. So. You know, trying is number one because that, and that's why that's why a lot of these kids freeze up there. They're they're afraid to fail, and I'm like, you're you're going to. That's just a part of it, you know. And you don't you don't learn unless you fail. That's exactly just any aspect of your life. You do not learn how to do something unless you fail a couple of times. And and really, it, it, once you get frustrated enough, you're like, okay, I got to figure out how how to make this work because otherwise, yep. it ain't gonna work. So that's what it is, man. But yeah, uh, that. And then uh, I actually, st- I actually went to the doctor a couple weeks ago, Are you uh, which okay, I haven't sir? done in a long time. Um, and I'm probably going to need another hip, man. Another hip on the other side. Yeah. Don't, don't spit out that double chico. Man. Yeah. That's just expensive. Um, I mean, this is something we've already talked off air multiple times, yeah. uh, that we know that you, your, your other hip was the, uh, the degrading i mean uh, degenerated uh so that it was going to happen uh do we have a uh preliminary date of what what's going to happen when yeah. is this going to happen or what uh so i, I have a follow-up um so i i got the i got the results of the x-ray or at least the you know the written results of the x-ray yeah pretty quickly after i had the x-ray a few weeks ago and it was a bunch of words that i really didn't understand until i googled them and then they were all bad things so, <laughs> <laughs> so i'm like oh, okay, yeah, yeah. it was basically like you know a bunch of vowels and then it's like if you google it it was like your hip is fucked up and then i looked up another one and i was like it's even more fucked up than the first <laughs> one was fucked up so that's what all those words meant and uh so i'm sitting there at, at work uh, a couple days ago and I get a phone call from the doctor and they're like hey uh, just based on your x-ray results uh, from like two weeks ago that you already saw um, it looks like you'll probably need another hip replacement and I'm like well that's a very tactful way to say that you know it was just a weird and, and even though you know in my heart of hearts like I kind of had that in the back of my head already it is still kind of a gut punch to hear that 100%. right you know so uh, I'll be going back um, 
you know, the day after we got to that Cubs game, um, I'm going back. I have to go to the ortho, which is now it used to be Northwest Orthopedics, but I guess they joined the Illinois Born and Joint, uh, you know, IBJI. Um, So they're part of that now. So I'll be it was weird, though, because the the secretary, whatever, the doctor was like, hey, um, did you go see an ortho yet? I'm like, well, no, you haven't, guys. This is the first time we're we're addressing this side. And I'm like, well, we want you to go to that first. And I'm like, well, I have an appointment next week. Uh, with you guys and they're like well no we want you to go that first so i'll be going to that like an hour before my other appointment because these guys take forever in the waiting room um they're not gonna get results but at least i've gone you know so i don't know man it's uh it's it's something to get done rather sooner rather than later but we have a super busy summer coming up so there's no way it's happening before at least the fall and i just don't want it to leak too far into the year where it's gonna be cold outside and hard to get around so what are you thinking you think what august September? Uh, maybe because we have so we have a pretty big trip coming up in uh, the end of July going in or at the end of June going into the, uh, July for a family wedding and then see my parents and we're going to do a, a day at Disney so because the little one's never seen um, any of the characters and never been to Disney and uh, and then right when we come back like two days later we have a, a softball tournament up in Wisconsin Dells so that'll be and then we'll have fall ball so I just kind of kind of figure out like where I can get in where I fit in with that because the recovery process for this versus when I was number one a lot worse off uh, and number two working a much more difficult job um, the recovery time should be a little bit different where I can get back to work a lot quicker because I work at a desk now versus like up and down stairs and you know lifting and all that stuff so uh, it'll be it, it'll still be like a three month total like recovery where I can like really walk properly uh, for the most part, so hoping by maybe by Christmas I should be good to go. Yeah, yeah, I know the feeling, but uh, you know what? It's you know technology and procedures are always evolving, and uh, you know they'll have you have physical therapy the next day. Yeah, oh, they had me physical therapy the same day, like the same day after my surgery, from like in the afternoon. They're like, "All right, get up," and I'm like, "What? Yeah. I still can't move this thing." Oh <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, because you were in the hospital. I, I had outpatient, right? Yeah, no, I yeah, I was I was yeah in the hospital like overnight because I just had that vertigo out. But this will be uh, next month will be five years since the first one. Jesus, I'm I'm yeah. really really scared to to go check on the other help just to uh, just to make sure I'm not overcompensating and messing up the other one. Oh, I, I already knew I was. Yeah, That's I know. Why, yeah, you I, smell I, like WD forty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's why I have like the injection port on the other hip because that's why I just squirt WD directly into my body. It works on everything, man. <laughs> oh man! All right. In this episode, we're going to talk about the uh, the baseball season for our Cubs and Sox, and our opinion about some of the new rules now that they're being applied to Major League Baseball, and we're also going to put a bow or a bow and arrow on the uh, end of this bull season and look forward to what Acme can do to better this team in the off season. We have all that plus stirring the pot and what you looking at. But first, this is the big three with Big Z. Thanks, E-Rock. I'm Big Z and you are not. All right, for today's stories... Story number one, and uh, wow, this one really, really is going to hit the heart of some people who like to look at stuff online, man, and uh, if you are one of those people, this story is for you. So, uh, Reddit users have been paying for nude images of a fake AI-generated woman, according to reports. 
idiots photos of the ultra realistic claudia character which was created using the ai tool stable diffusion began appearing across different reddit forums a few months ago one image attracted hundreds of comments and um you know it just led to people wanting to buy these images so uh yeah people were buying these images and asking about you know so and so and being creepy and uh then they said uh, guess what uh, a, a thousand or ten thousand percent to tell you this uh these girls are this girl is not real you know it, it here's the here's the wild thing number one uh, who is paying for nude images i don't know you know what i mean like i think what it is is to me i i would figure that whoever's paying for the stuff just is looking for some type of emotional connection so they figure that if they're giving money to an individual it's almost like they have some type of relationship with that individual person if that makes sense but i mean we're, we're coming to the point where you know this ai stuff is getting a little a little creepy because yep. there's all these deep that we've seen for years right so you've seen you know popular you know especially like when it's younger women uh you know having their their faces superimposed on you know regular you know porn stars or whatever it is and that's been going around for a long time but i mean you're getting to the point where you know um AI is, is getting 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 creepy, man. It, it's uh, you know, and it and it's fooling you know humans, and it, you know. But you, you remember twenty years ago when they were like, oh man, the internet's gonna make everyone so much smarter. It's just making everyone dumber. It, yeah, it's completely making everybody dumber. And like you said, these these images are getting so good that you know we can't tell if they're real or not. I mean, these are images of like, I think when uh, when Trump was getting you know the indictment came out, and they, these images came out of him being dragged by the police or being yeah. beaten by the police or whatever it was and they look really good like really legit and you can't tell with the naked eye if it's a real image or not so ai is getting really really good and it's actually very scary uh some of the kids at, at school um have learned how to use a certain program and uh they just type in what they're looking for you know they can say you know you know a smurf with you know horns and you know just you know playing the bongos and boom it just generates it that quickly uh yeah. so it is very scary what ai can do well, I mean, you think about when when I was making super realistic images on uh, for some of our flyers, like when I put uh, Matt Nagy's head on the, the body of a turkey. Yeah, that yeah. was realistic. Yeah, I mean, but that's Photoshop. Like that's like, you know, when when AI can do the Photoshop for you, obviously it's going to be a ten times better or a hundred times better. So it is a scary, slippery slope that we are messing with. Well, it's not just that, but I mean, what you're also doing is like that. There was, a, I think, it was an app called Lenza that was out around uh, the holidays, and there was a lot of people with these super crazy. Like, it, it would just you would take whatever uh, profile picture, whatever you had, uh, and you put it into this app, and it would like uh, make these crazy, like, 3D, like, alien drawings of your face and all this stuff, yeah. and like. You know, you think about like, and that's just a generated. And and don't get me wrong, the actual technology is pretty impressive to to to, to program a system to be able to do that. But the fact of the matter is, is that you're what you're doing is you're diminishing the work of actual graphic designers that have spent tw 20, 30 you know years uh, honing their craft and and learning how to do that from scratch. And then one dude is basically, it's almost like is selling magician secrets. You know what I mean? Like it's like, okay, well, this is how we did the trick. Yeah, AI is getting uh, super realistic. Where I've seen a couple clips you know they're fake clips of movies and these guys are making action yeah. scenes with you know actual characters of you know marvel characters or you know john wick and they're just making these short five minute clips with ai technology and it looks like a great movie yeah. clip and you're like when is this coming out I'm like oh sorry i just made that with so-and-so program there you go i'm like whoa right yeah so exactly yeah it's taken away from the people who actually really do this for for a job so 
all right story number two and you know us we have to have some kind of animal or reptile or some kind of uh <laughs> story that has to do with uh humans and animals so uh story number two is snakes on a plane is there anyone here who knows how to fly a plane enough is enough i have had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane uh-oh that's right. All right. We we got to rush this one. All right. South African pilot finds a cobra under his seat. So, you know, it wasn't uh, in his, between his pants. A pilot in South Africa has a hasty emergency landing after discovering a highly venomous cobra hiding under his seat. Rudolph Ur- Aramis. Sure, we'll go with that. Had a four passenger on uh, board. Four passenger on board his fight uh, during Monday's flight when he felt something cold slide across his lower back. He glanced down to see ahead of a fairly large cape cobra uh receding under the seat he says if 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 it was my brain if it was if it was my brain didn't know that what was going on i don't know what i'd be doing uh after taking a moment to compose himself he informed the passengers of the slippery stowaway and then uh everyone stunned in silence and he said everybody stay cool stay in stay where you're at and uh we're gonna land this in uh an emergency form so uh it took another 15 minutes to land uh while the snake curled around his feet I don't know how you keep your cool with a snake around your foot and land the plane. Just, you know, the weird thing is, is that Samuel L. Jackson doesn't usually do sequels, so I'm very surprised <laughs> about it. Enough is enough! I have had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane! <laughs> oh, man. And he has—he said he had a big fear of snakes. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the word is for that, for having fear of snakes, but I'm going to tell you right now. A big ass cobra around me. I'm, I'm no matter what kind of uh, fear I have, that's going to be one of them. Yeah, I mean it, it's what it definitely a quote unquote slippery slope. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, look, it, sometimes it's just straight up adrenaline. Like you know, you know, even if you have that fear in your heart of hearts, you know, like like all right, I got, this has to happen. I got to get it done. So you know, you do what you can. I guess. Jesus, Jesus. All right, story number three. And this one has been all over the internet. The wife of a soccer player, Archaf Hakimi. Yeah, sure. We'll go with that. Seems uh, you better finish that up, boy. Uh, yeah, uh, it says Archaf Hakimi seeks half of his of his fortune amid divorce, but learns his assets are registered to his mother's name. Yikes. <laughs> soccer player Archief Hakimi's wife, ha- ha- Haiba Abuk. Yeah, I think I'm right. That's all correct, dude. That's all good. Absolutely good job. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, recently filed for divorce from the athlete reporting demanding half of his fortune, but according to reports, she wasn't aware that his assets are actually registered in his mother's name. Per Marka, the PSG player is believed to make around 1.1 million per month. Holy Jesus! And 80 percent of his earnings go directly to his mother. Uh, Sada Mouth, uh, with sources claiming that the 24-year-old has all of his assets, including his houses, cars, jewelry, clothes, registered under her name. Amid the divorce proceedings, Abuk is said to have learned that her soon-to-be ex is worth a reported $72 million. While she's seeking an uh, equal share, Hakimi is no longer has no legal claim to most of the money. It's believed that whenever the soccer player needs to purchase anything, he would request his mom to buy it for him in an effort to avoid having to register it under his name you talk about getting the cheat codes and the biggest hack that's how you do it is that you know 
married people get married for a lot of different reasons right yep. some people get married for love some people get married for money and that seems like in this case again we don't know their relationship but i mean it, it seems like you know that was probably a factor in it being that he's only 24 years old they couldn't have been married that long you know so i mean like he he's protecting his assets he's protecting his family his his mom is definitely you know a, a, clearly his his mom is, is in his pocket but at the same time she's the one protecting him and his assets and and you know looking out for his best interests and you know it, it could have been something i mean there's no I, I don't understand how this girl didn't know that that was the case before going into uh into the the marriage oh uh, i think she's a uh she's a model so she makes significant amount of money so i don't think there was a money issue uh but i guess they never thought about where the finance is coming from so she filed for divorce when he was accused of rape uh recently um, and that's the main reason that the, she's getting the divorced. Um, so that's a scandal. But it looks like she can't have claims to most of the stuff. And uh, and if she does file for divorce, he can file for alimony because he has really no money because he gives his money away to his mother. Yep. So, so he can yeah, get exactly. alimony from her because well, he can that actually take her cash. Exactly. It's kind of like uh, what you know. What they talked. They were talking quite a bit about. Uh, um, Tom Brady and and Giselle, where she actually made a lot more money than he did over the t- over the lifetime of their or the span of their their marriage. Right. So that was, you know, you know, there was no what, oh my gosh, she's gonna take all this money. I mean, it didn't really work out that way for her, I guess. But right. she, she, I mean, she was uh, she's way more more rich and famous, and she's probably more famous than him when you look at like worldwide. Correct, correct, man. Yeah, living in twenty th- or thirty twenty two. Internet AI. <laughs> that kid must be AI. That's right. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am Big Z, and that's news to me. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, percent off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Hey, what's up? This is Lex Cruz from Jungle AE Recording Studios and Illinois Media School. And you are now listening to True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yes, sir. This is The Loop, our Chicago sports roundup where we keep you in the loop. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome Welcome to Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. All right, E, you have not been on the show for a couple weeks, and I know you're dying to talk about your Chicago Cubs because they're actually playing really exciting baseball, sir. So take it away. Look, I, hey, I, you're not wrong. The Cubs have been have been playing really exciting baseball. They've been going up against tough teams who they're not used to playing. Uh, they did a good job against the Texas Rangers, and they did a really good job against the Seattle Mariners coming into uh, 
Wrigley was it last week or, or I think last week actually yeah. and uh, you know the really impressive thing was you know when they go down by seven and they end up winning the game uh, because I, I, I saw them down, go down by seven I'm grilling some burgers outside I'm like oh what a wasted game so I put the I, I, I still had the game playing on my phone had it propped up on like the get the uh, charcoal grill and I'm over there talking over the fence to my neighbor and I come back I'm like wait a minute they're they're up what the fuck <laughs> yeah. and like i completely missed the grand slam by nelson velasquez yep. but i mean just and him just getting called up and that's what he does right away of course now he's been sent back down so he can get some more playing time with the the big boys uh coming back with uh Seiya coming back and everything but i mean look uh really impressive uh so far they did a great job against um against the dodgers in la um you know drew smiley is definitely a a a weak point in their starting rotation but yep. overall i mean they've looked really well uh, really good um with uh, hayden wesniewski the 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 young kid was the one that gave up all those runs against the mariners but the mariners are a bunch of killers man you you and steven talked about it a little bit last weekend and uh, it was before they played them and you look at who they added to that team uh oscar uh was one of the players they brought over from the uh, um from the rays and you know that with I forget the other the the pitcher's name that they brought over from the Reds uh, to for their playoff push last year, um, uh, but they the, the the Mariners are a very very good team and they they should compete and they should you know uh, to me I, I I don't see any reason why they wouldn't uh, win their division out there just based on whatever other teams you know you're looking at what Texas Oakland, you're looking at the A's you're looking at Texas I mean I don't have faith Anaheim. in any, I mean, Texas huh Anaheim. Yeah, yeah. So Angels, and and it sucks because the Angels have like the two best players in MLB and can't do shit. Yep. Um, Rangers put a lot of money into that team the last couple of seasons, so that would be their only competition. But uh, you know, they're just they're just a bunch of killers up there right now, and I'm I'm happy for the city of Seattle to have a really good team to root for. Yeah, it's well, they also have the Kraken. I mean, I know the Kraken ain't uh, the the best NHL team, but what they are is an exciting team. They picked up a lot of players in in the uh, draft. Uh, the expansion draft and, and they've been picking up free agents as they go they're an exciting hockey team to watch I, I watched the game against the Hawks and where they killed us uh, but over there bread and butter is going to be the Seattle Mariners uh, until yep. they get the NBA team back and that's that should happen in the next uh, I think about 10 years uh, that they should have another team up there but man the Cubs are playing really good baseball I was watching that game at the bar and I was like you know I'm, you know, I'm not I have not dogged the Cubs all year I'm like, hey, you know, it's getaway day. They're down seven player, you know, seven zero. They're, you know, they're not playing their starters, you know, whatever. Sure enough, you know, cop a couple cocktails. You look around, like, hey, look at that. The Cubs are ahead. Hey, look at yeah, that. I mean, and it's early in the season, but I mean, what you're doing right now is you're setting the precedent of what you're going to do for the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, you know, the, their goal, of course, is to compete. But I mean, right now, the Brewers are at first with 11 and five record and the Cubs are in second with eight and six record after their their win today against the Dodgers. And let me tell you what, the Dodgers had bases loaded, what, in like the eighth inning or seventh inning. And, and uh, you know, who, who was it? Uh, lighter went up there and, and closed it out you know so i mean they have been playing really well uh, the bullpen definitely needs some work they need to figure out who their closer is going to be because it's just kind of waffling back and forth and i i think that's definitely a position if they're really trying to make a playoff push uh you know when when the trade deadline comes they're definitely going to have to focus on bullpen but i mean I, I think and probably another starter to be honest with you but you think overall the people that they've brought in they're filling gaps um you know eric hosmer um you know the, the, the trey mancini 
Um, you know, but hey, look, Jan Gomes looked really good the other day. He had two home runs and a stolen base in, in a game. And it was like the first time a Cubs uh, catcher had done that since like 1901 or something like that. <laughs> that, that includes that includes the now Cardinal Wilson Contreras, who is absolutely struggling over uh, in Cardinal Red right now. Well, I guess the grass isn't redder when you leave, huh? Because right, yeah, well, yeah. his ass is redder because, you know, a lot of people right away were like, well, you know, maybe, maybe Contreras was the clubhouse cancer. And I'm like, yeah, it's no, no. You know, it's it's possible because I mean, look, uh, they're you know, all of a sudden they seem to be a lot lighter. There was a lot of there was a last year was a heavy season because of Contreras because of not you know Ian Happ not knowing what was going to happen with the, with him. Um, you know, some of these last players wondering if they're going to get traded or not. Uh, but look, two players we know that are not going to get traded are going to be Ian Happ and um, and Nico Horner, who both got uh, deals uh, done for the next couple of years. And Happy got a very friendly, t- uh, very team friendly deal. I think it was a three year deal for 61 million. And he's what, 27, 28. So these are right in his prime seasons. Uh, right after his first season as an all star, after he went through his trials and tribulations of coming, you know, being with the big league club and then getting sent down. And, uh, you know, look, I, I'm really, really happy for Ian Happ. I'm worried because he's not a big name right now, but he, he's an all star, but he's not a big name. So him and Nico being homegrown, home uh, grown guys, you know, they really, really enjoy playing in Wrigley Field. Nico Horner just got his first ever walk off with that uh, that bloop to right field a couple games ago. So, you know, um, overall, it's it's been pretty clean and very exciting baseball for the North side. Yeah, uh, well, obviously, the big name is Dansbury Swanson, who has been a producer on both sides of the field. So you knew exactly what you paid for. So you didn't overpay for you paid just about right for a perennial all star for years to come. Cody Bellinger was a guy that was a big question mark because he had a great rookie season with the Dodgers, then struggled and floundered, and then they released him. And then you have Cody Bellinger now on the north side, and he's actually producing it. You got Seiya Suzuki. He already has three home runs in the season. Which he should. He's got a great stroke. It's just a natural stroke that doesn't even look like he's trying to power the ball and it just explodes off his bat. You got veterans like Hosmer, Mancini, who are going to show these guys how to play baseball day in and day out the right way. Seiya Suzuki is coming back from the injury um, and he'll get... He'll struggle, I think, for a couple weeks and then he'll jump back on the same thing that he was doing before where he's just producing. He he needs to bring his confidence back. I think the fact that he able to play in the, uh, the WBC actually hurt him a little bit because he, I, I know he was definitely excited about that. Yeah, um, He's been a pretty big advocate. He, he's been an advocate of, of talking to Shohei, trying to talk him into like, you know, what it's like Cubs culture and things like that. And he came, he was like the first one in spring training and then he had the injury and it, it seems to be, okay, maybe we're hitting the weights a little bit hard. But even today, he uh, he had a, uh, a moment in the sun, so to speak, when uh, he actually lost the ball in the sun and it dropped right there. So that was actually, uh, it didn't end up costing the game but it did cost a run um so you know he's got to get back in his groove i think he did hit a home run the other day when they they actually had a really good game out uh, the day before um but you know th- this team it seems to be kind of rounding out they're gonna they got to figure out um what they're gonna do this season where they're gonna bring up some of these prospects that are kind of sitting there waiting to to make their move i think a lot of these guys are gonna make their their debuts uh, not this season but next season because you have a lot of these like veteran guys that we talked about um on these really short deals and just filling in gaps and things like that but yeah. i mean if they can prove to be valuable uh even as mentors for some of these younger guys that are going to be coming over you know they definitely could hold on to you know guys like i mean hosmer maybe not so much mancini maybe not so much just because they are 
are, you know, we're talking about like 32, 33 year old guys. But I mean, you know, having guys around there that are are uh, capable is, is definitely going to make a big difference. And even a guy like Patrick Wisdom, you know, P. Wizzy is out there. You know, he I think he has like the hardest like hit rate in, in all of MLB right now. He has It's crazy how, how hard he's hitting the ball. And, uh, you know, that could be a good and a bad thing because sometimes you, you get that ball out to the outfield in a rush where, you know, we put it right under a, a fielder who can grab it for you. But I mean, you know, you get he's definitely providing some of that power and especially in a place like Wrigley Field, he should have a, a really decent amount of home runs. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And what, like I said, like, you know, Hosmer and Mancini are just, you know, they're veterans. They're going to show these guys how to play day in and day out. They're not going to, they're stop gaps for you guys that are coming up pretty soon. What I'm really looking at is who's going to be your next first baseman? Who's going to be your 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 cement? That's going to be you know your Mark Grace, your your Frank Thomas. You know who is going to be the next person to cement first base? Because Chicago has a very strong tradition of having great first basemen, and that's what I'm looking at. Like I don't really see anybody who can play first base and be a big producer day in and day out. That's something they may be looking for. Uh, Nikki Two Strikes is doing a lot better than you know last year. What's up? He. Yeah, he's definitely stepped it up. I mean, he had a he had a really questionable uh, base running move when he ran. It, it, you know, I, I do want to talk about the, uh, the 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 new rules a little bit, but this is right up on par with that. In the tenth inning, him being on second and actually faking out the pitcher and making a run for it at first base uh, uh, to 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 run to third. That's what got uh, Nico his uh, his bloop for his first ever uh, walk off. So, it, it, but just seeing him more involved, seeing him a little bit more confident. You know, he had. To kind of be a, a stopgap, uh, so to speak, because you know some of the injuries they had in the infield. So, um, but yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I'm really, I'm really happy that he's actually kind of coming into his own a little bit, and I'm hoping that he can be more consistent. I kind of see him almost a little bit like Kobe White. Like you see the potential, you're just waiting to see if he can pop or not. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Like he's going to take a little bit longer this season, and and you know what. I, is he the second baseman of the future for the Cubs? I don't think so. I, I think he's more of a he fits of a utility infield yes. uh, kind of role. He's not going to be your everyday guy. Um, again, I think you guys are going to be a buyer at the trade deadline. You're going to be a try. Uh, you're, you need to buy pitching. Definitely need another starter yep. at the back end. Another bullpen arm is never going to hurt. Um, if you can get a first baseman that with some power, that I think that can put you over the edge because you really have a solid lineup of, of guys that can make contact. And you're not really searching for that home run. And that's what's exciting about the Cubs right now, that they're playing really, really good baseball day in and day out. And even if they're down seven runs, they're not quitting. They're like, we can we can score some runs. We'll be back. Don't worry about it. Let's go. Let's go. So and it's exciting. Know, and we talked a little bit about Cody Bellinger, and, and you're seeing him right now get his confidence back. Um, you saw him rob a home run from Jason Hayward, who actually robbed, I think, Bellinger from a really nice hit uh, uh, earlier on in that game. And I think that the second or first game of the uh, the season over this last weekend. But, uh, you know, seeing him, it, it, one one funny thing when we uh, talk about the rules a little bit is, you know, on his, Bellinger's first at bat back in L.A. after getting, getting released and after you talked about, you know, his really good rookie season and all the things and the trials and tribulations he had with the Dodgers, um, you know, which is a high pressure situation with all those all stars they had on that team. Yeah. You know, he get, he comes up to the plate and we got the new rules with the pitch clock and he actually took a strike one because he was kind of, you know, enjoying the standing ovation that he was receiving from the Dodgers fans with his first at bat back in Dodger Stadium. Um, 
We haven't talked a lot about the new rules, but this is one of those things where he took a strike because of that. What, what do you think about a situation like that? Do you think that, you know, the 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 um should have kind of let that go in, in recognition of what was going on? Or do you think it's like, all right, you know, it this is kind of this is the testing ground for other players and other teams to understand what that means? I, I think the MLB is very um, strict with this new rules, even though some of these rules will be adjusted at the end of the season. Uh, coming into next season, some of the rules will be adjusted, but they're very they're har- harping on the rules to be a norm because it's a new rule. It's a new kind of culture of baseball where let's move this game along. Let's, let's take away the, the the dead time. And today there was a game under two hours. Yep, a game under two hours. Like it said, sometimes it takes you half an hour to get a beer somewhere. Yeah, and, and there's different. There's certain stadiums. I think Milwaukee is one of them that are already going ahead, and they're going to stop. Uh, they they always had a rule where they cut off beer sales in the seventh, and now they're going to extend it to the eighth, where they you know because I mean that that's the thing too is that I, I think one of the things that that people um, didn't realize or MLB maybe didn't think about ahead of time is that you know the longer the game, the longer your concessions go, and uh, you know if you do have one of these like fourteen inning games, I mean you're definitely like you know thirsty for a beer by by you know the 12th inning you're like yo you cut me off a couple hours ago like what's going on here so uh you know unless you're bringing some pocket beers or some <laughs> some airplane <laughs> bottles in your pocket i mean you're gonna be hurting out there once that hangover kicks in you know from <laughs> from from start drinking at noon you know so um but yeah you know you cut off concessions and and you know the shorter the game the less the less beer you can consume the less food you you can consume um so that's going to be definitely a uh you know, an after effect or a side effect of, of being having a shorter game. But I think one of the, the romantic things that we always thought about baseball is that, you know, hey, I took Thursday off to go to a game to a 120 game. Yep. And hell, if it goes long and I get out at six o'clock, who cares? You know, but, exactly. you, you know, that's the thing is that you're not going to get those those games anymore, especially with the runner on second rule for for extra innings. Um, you know, your little bit bigger base where you're going to be more safe, you know, so or have a little bit extra uh, space to get to get to, to the safe call. So um, it, this is definitely a new era of baseball. What do you how, do you like these new rules or, or do you think they're going to be detrimental? In the long um, uh, first, I want to talk about the point about beer sales. So the reason that MLB has beer sales uh, cut off at the end of the seventh inning is so that you can sober up the last two innings and be able to drive home which most most ballparks you have to drive home for except you know new york chicago uh where we have public transportation right into the park so that's the reasoning for the cut off the sales at a certain amount of time so it gives you time to sober up and be able to drive home safely now it's hitting the owner's pockets now because we don't have those sales we don't have that extra hour of beer sales it's also putting up uh, the money out of people who are beer beer vendors and if you don't know beer vendors buy their beer their cases of beer and then they sell them and then they make their own profit that's how that works. So, right, they're independent contracts, correct. So, MLB's trying to, you know, oh, we'll move it to the A's. Well, then you can be liable for some of the things that may happen after, you know, after they leave. Because just like a bar, if you leave, you leave the domain, to- you know, if they leave intoxicated under your care, you can be liable. A solution for that would be open the gates an hour earlier. 
Yeah, and, and I've and I've heard uh, commentators and analysts talk about you know get you know that would encourage people to come to the to the game a little bit earlier, yep. but that's not always feasible. You know, in in Chicago we have uh, especially for Cubs fans we have so many day games. You know, you can't you can't necessarily always pull that off. It's typically if you're going to a day game in the middle of the week, it's because you took a, that day off, so you might be able to pull that. But I mean, you know, if you're going to a night game, you're not always going to be able to get there there earlier, and it's almost like. Uh, I don't know, man. I, 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 I like the new rules in the sense that you're trying to keep people's attention, right? Yeah. And let's be realistic. This is not for the people that go to the game. This is for the people that watch games on TV, right? Correct. I want to cram in as, as much as possible. I mean, I think everyone that I know right now that it's a, that's a sports fan, you know, you and I included, I have three TVs in the main uh, watching, you know, TV room. Um, I got a TV in the studio. You you have the same, you know, yeah. where we have TVs at different angles and yep. you always watch, you know, I got the... Uh, the uh who the hell is this the, the sun's and the clippers on right now yep. in the background watch what i got inside, you know so i mean it, it's just it's what it is it's for sports fans but at the same time you know like let's say the family wants to watch a movie well i have the, the backup tv watching the game you know in the background yeah and uh you know we're we're everyone's fighting for attention the same same way we are we're fighting for ears as people drive to work in the morning you know so it's it's it, I, I think people just have to realize that this is more for the TV audience, for the people that go to the to, to the bar to watch the game, that they can watch, you know, two games and they can stay extra time to watch that, get that second game in versus like, well, Cubs game went long. I'm not going to stay to watch that, you know, double header baseball game or whatever it is, you know, on a random day. So uh, it, it is what it is. I like it. But at the same time, if you're worried about that, you know, we'll cut the commercials out there. Put, put the commercials well, during the game. And and, and and that's what you see a lot of te- a lot of sports do a lot of teams do um, soccer does that podcasts where they huh soccer does that they put the commercials yeah, does that I, I think and that's what you see you see it kind of go to the mini window when they're yeah. in the time order when you're switching innings and then you know you get your 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 um, your advertisements in there but the other thing that that is gonna um, the cause and effect of that another you know side effect of that is that you already saw i think there's eight teams in the mlb right now that have the patch on the arm with the advertisement and i i'm not a big fan of that if you notice for the cubs as a matter of fact they no longer have the nl patch on their sleeve which they used to have for years and years and uh that was always just a kind of a cool thing it's almost like having the gsh on the on the bears jerseys it's just something that's you know for your uniform and we saw every team in in nba now has the advertisement of the sponsor you know every every stadium is sponsored you know we're seeing uh you know that the was it nli or nla or whatever it is NILs. Uh, uh, nil huh the nil NIL, for yeah, the college nils for for college now i mean for as a matter of fact angel reese who just won the uh, the uh the tournament with the, her team LSU says I'm not going to WNBA. I make more, way more way more money in college endorsements right yeah. now. So, um, you know that's the thing that's going to happen is you're going to start seeing some of these these baseball uh, uniforms look like Japanese uniforms and and where you know it looks like a NASCAR you know uh, jumpsuit at some point. And I'm really really not not here for that. I think that would be a, a damn shame. It, yeah, it, it for baseball. I don't think it's it's a good idea to put all those advertisements on uniforms. Um, I don't know if you notice when you watch a Bulls game or an NBA game, you see the advertisements superimposed onto the court. Baseball kind of does that in, in the background of the pitcher mound where they can superimpose a oh, uh, that, yeah that they do that too. So I would say I'm more for that, and I'm more in for the, the pitcher and pitcher. You know, the game you know gets smaller while there's an advertisement. Get your money that way, dude. I don't think one advertisement on the uniform is good enough, and it has to be small. 
I don't I don't need it to be like soccer across the chest where it says Volkswagen. And I don't know what, te- what that doesn't look like my team anymore. You know what I'm saying? Where the Volkswagen Bulls. I, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. I, I, I hate I hate that idea. Uh, all right, man. All right, let's go so, into it. What's that? I said let's get into these rules and uh, what else? What else has changed? <laughs> so this is this is a chart that I pulled from Bet Online AG, and these are the MLB <laughs> the most negative opinion of the new rule changes, and this is based on the percentage of total team tweets with negative sentiment towards rule changes. For example, I hate the pitch club, and the the team with the least amount of complaints, and less than five percent, is the Chicago white socks because I, I think part of that is they're just disappointed with the team and they don't want to blame it on the, uh, the rules <laughs> right now but the one with the most complaints up to uh, uh, a little, it looks like about 12 percent of their tweets are from the chicago cubs and they're far and away the highest amount of uh, of complaints you know a, a example i hate the pitch clock but one thing i, I do want to say is a, a lot of a lot of cubs fans are old Right. The real Cubs fans are just old, old men. So they're like, I hate this. This is ruining the integrity of the game. Blah, 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 blah. I get that. I mean, but I I do think it's funny when you look at the uh, the the difference between the two teams. And and like I said, the way that they pulled this, uh, the amount of people actually complaining on Twitter about them. You know what? I don't think those old Cubs fans can actually tweet. So uh, I think (laughs) this might be the Beecher Blubs had had a uh, petition going. Let's tweet. And see if we can get an extra inning or two of uh, drinking in the bleachers because the bleacher bums, it's where it's at when you go to the Wrigley Field. So let's be there honest about it. There's nothing like going to Wrigley Field bleachers. So that and, and to that be, let, let's be fair. I mean, if you've been to the bleachers in the last couple of years, there are no old people out there unless no. I'm showing up, right? It's only <laughs> kids out there that you know what I mean. They just come. They, they don't bring no money in their wallets. They just come with their phone and everything is scanned and everything like that. So I mean, you know, it's tapping this and that. I'm like, you, what do you mean you don't take cash? And they're like. Yeah, Get out of here, boomer. I'm like, what the fuck is my <laughs> Oh man. All right. Um, what is going on? Please, please explain to me what's going on in the South Side, bro. Man, if I had the answers, I'd be in the front office right now. But <laughs> right now, what's funny is that the Chicago White Sox fans, the disgruntled fans, have put up a sign in the South Side next to it uh, looks like a bar. Uh, and it says, sell the team, Jerry. Paid for wow. by disgruntled fans. Hashtag sell the team Jerry. I mean, I think we've been talking about this a little bit before, um, you know, especially with everything that was going on with your your favorite manager that was there for last season, just kind of wasting some of these young careers. Um, and, and, and you know, you can't blame – we. this is my thing is that for all of last season with all of the injuries that we saw, you know, a lot – well, like, wait till they're healthy. Wait till they're, well, they're healthy now. You can't blame it on, on injuries right now. No, you cannot blame well. – we have already started with a bunch of injuries already. Mankata was hot during the WBC, and he's uh, already tweaked something. You had uh, uh, Spider-Man. He got hurt. He just got back into the lineup. Uh, you've got people. Tim Anderson's hurt. Uh, everyone is getting hurt when it comes to playing for the Chicago White Sox. It's very similar to what happens with the Bulls. They come over to the Bulls as free agent and don't play. Lonzo Ball. You, you, it's a lot of eerie similarities with both teams owned by the same owner. Right now, the uh, White Sox, who just lost to the Orioles, are six and ten. Six and ten in third place. Third place. Twins are ten and six. They get, they got it to a hot start. I mean, no one's like no one's the Rays who've lost two straight. Uh, you got the Blue Jays ten and six. Yankees ten and six. Um, and then everybody in the AL West is pretty much even at, at almost five hundred. So it's not going to get any easier. 
Uh-uh. And we've had either feast or famine. Either our pitching's really good and our hitting sucks, or our hitting's fucking great and our pitching sucks and we're winning Slugfest. And that is not a recipe for winning the AL Central. The AL Central is going to be really, uh, it's up to the, the Guardians to, to choke. It, and, 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 they, and winning the Central is the only way the, the Sox are making the playoffs. Oh, yeah, there's no wild card. No, no, there's no wild card aspiration because that's going to the AL Every East. Every team in the East is good. Yeah. Every yeah. team in the East is, is really, really good. Yeah, right now, the, you know, the White Sox are going to have a day off. And, and then, oh, no, they're, not, they're actually playing the uh, next three-game series against the Phillies. Another tough team. Yeah. And then they have the Rays uh, for three more. And then they have the Blue Jays for three more. And then they have the Rays again for three more. And then the Twins. And then they have Cincinnati. I'm telling you right now that if they don't have a winning record, which they won't, by All-Star break, you need to get rid of these pieces and start from over. And what's going to happen is Rick Hahn's going to lose his job. The new manager is probably going to stay another year with this new young team, and they're going to start all over. And it's the same thing over and over and over. And now you're going to lose fans just because we waited. We sucked for three straight years, really bad, almost losing 100 games. And we're like, all right, the kids are coming. The kids are coming. The kids are coming. The kids are here. They're grown-ass men now, and they're not producing. They did the same exact thing that the, the Chicago Cubs did when they came in in twenty four was it twenty thirteen fourteen and fifteen they probably they finally started to get you know making a push and we saw that what two years ago with the White Sox and you know you don't have a Brave anymore to calm down some of these guys you got Pedro Grafal who's never been a manager before and half the guys are like who the hell is this but then you still got guys like Moncada who get real lazy um, you got you know uh, Eloy who can't stay healthy. Um, you know, and and it's it's just frustrating because you see the amount of talent on that's on this team, and the shame of it is that when we talk about the similarities between this team and the other team that Jerry owns, is that you're going to see something where you know uh, uh, you're going to see Mancada go to another team and just be blossom and he'll blossom, and all of a sudden he'll just there'll be something in his brain that snaps and he'll become you know a mature young man and start you know tearing the ball or the cover off the ball and and you know it's just it's just really frustrating to see the fact that you have all this talent on this team and they can't seem to put it together here's your two examples larry marketed bobby portis yeah they left the bulls with no confidence weren't getting enough playing time didn't feel like a cohesive unit uh bobby portis got uh, uh punched in the face um you got larry marketing who they broke his confidence this guy was no 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 no, it was uh, the other kid. Uh, Nicola, what the hell? Yeah, Nikolai, yeah. Nikolai, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you had Mark, and they, they broke his confidence, didn't play him much at the end, and then I like, gave him fake injuries, and then they shipped him off. And then two years later, he's an all-star, and he's going to win most improved player. I mean, this oh, is yeah. exactly this is exactly what's going to happen with the White Sox. Moncada's going to go over there to, to a winning team where he doesn't have the pressure. Uh, you got Eloy. What? Here's the, what, what pressure is there on him, really? Because you... He you has to put up or shut up. He has to put up or shut up. Are on a team with Tim Anderson and Eloy and Oscar Colas and Lou Bob and all these guys who are supposed to be studs. So, you know. Lou Bob has been have, a stud. But, but you understand what I'm saying is that all you have to do is pull your weight. Own weight. Yeah. You have to, you know, pull your, just, just 
do your thing. You don't have to be the superstar. You don't have to be the number one player. You have to be a part of a team. And I I feel like that's the problem with Moncada is that he wants to be the star. He doesn't want anyone else to overshadow him. He'd be like the best player on the Orioles, right? Because like, well, it's, oh. it's, I mean, Bart, you know, but what you understand what I mean? Yeah. Baltimore, Bart, you know, who cares about baseball? You know, no one's listening to Baltimore. We're, only when they're beating up on your team is when you're paying attention to Baltimore. And, and I mean, in a national aspect. So, I mean, and the fact that, you know, we, we, we've talked several times about the, the dynamic between the Cubs and the Sox. Well, you know, he's like, maybe in his head, he's like, well, I have to be a stud so that we can outshine the Cubs and blah. Don't worry about that shit. Worry about what you got going on between your own ears and what you can do on the field. And, and just focus on that. Get rid of the music bullshit get rid of the dancing and the you know chains and dyeing your hair and all the other crap just get out there and work hard and, and prove why you belong uh not only in the major leagues but like as a starter because right now you ain't doing it no they're definitely not doing it uh a couple of good highlights that i do have for the white Sox is Gwendao, uh is training with a he trained with the blackhawks in the offseason he's a he's a lost a lot of weight he's way more nimble he doesn't have the uh back and um, back of the knee issue that he had, that he had the surgery for. He's throwing play, uh, you know, runners out off his knees. That means his arm is strong. Um, Colas has come up, and then he's showing you what he's he, he's capable of. We don't need him to be a stud. We need him to be capable, and that's been great. Berger has been great with his bat. He's been hitting home runs. He thinks he's got four already. Um, you got. Um, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm uh, losing my breath here. Losing my breath. Um, you got a lot of the young kids actually playing well. Lou Bob is, is doing his thing. He's running, you know, from field to field. He could have been a wide receiver the way he runs. He runs like a gazelle. And then, you know, you have your Tim Anderson, your Moncada, who are injured. Uh, Elvis Andrews is an old man. He can only do so much. You got Sheets and, and Vaughn. And, and Andrews was like a, a last-minute signing because they couldn't get anybody else. Well, no one, no one else signed him either. No, we, we wanted him back. He's a good he's a good leader and good second baseman. Uh, right, but, but you know what I mean? Like, he, you know, in, if he was if he was really good, you know. Yeah, he'd be a, signed, right. He would have yeah. got signed by, by someone else. You look yeah. how late he was signed back to the Sox, you know. Yeah. And it, that almost sounds like he, it almost sounds like he didn't want to come back. He was waiting to see who's going to give him a better offer. And that's what he was waiting for. And it was, you know, spring training was about to start. He's like, well, fuck it. I'll just come back here. Uh, again, Berger and Colas have been highlights for me, these young kids, especially Berger after uh, tearing two ACLs. And now he's hitting the, the cover off the ball. So he's doing a great job. His defense isn't great. But we don't have anybody else to put at third right now. I mean, there's a lot of issues with the White Sox. There's no continuity. You got Lopez, who used to be a starter, then middle reliever. Now he's your closer. Yeah, he can throw 103 miles an hour. But how long is that going to last? Because he has a lot of uh, history of being injured as well. I mean, right now, the bullpen has been hot garbage. Hot garbage. Getting up runs left and right. I'm telling you right now, this is not going to last. Um, As a White Sox fan, it is very frustrating. I mean, I still think we need to go to a Sox game. Oh, we're going to go to a Sox game. Just wait till the summer. I think we, I still think we, I, here's the thing. It's still a actually, good time. You actually, you got a month. We'll do it for my birthday. There you, there you go. Oh, that's, that's tricky. That's, that's Kim's birthday and Mother's Day right before. We'll go Saturday. Back to back. <laughs> back to back. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, it, it's, uh, you know, we, we're looking at the team with all this potential. And that's the, that's the frustrating thing, again, coming from a Cubs fan, because, 
I, I you know what I'm not like Steven who I'm gonna gloat after like oh that was a great game because the Sox lost like you know eight to four or whatever they lost the, the whatever they, the, the reason he does it because he can't watch any damn Cubs game because he won't pony up for because fucking the marquee no, he has no real sports basis he just likes to talk shit I mean what was it and I mean the, but here's the thing at the rate they're going he might win that bet dude <laughs> he might win that bet what, what was he said sixty right. I think it was like sixty or sixty-five games. Either way, like we will win sixty-five games. I'm not. I'm not concerned about that. <laughs> it was a two hundred dollar bet to win sixty-five games. I will take that all day. I, my, he's like, I didn't say that. I'm like, we have receipts of you saying it twice, where there's like eight witnesses in a recording. So yeah. I can't wait for that. Yep. He's going to be the one playing, paying for our game. And that's what it is. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, again, I, I think here's the thing i think a nightmare scenario for the white Sox right now is for this team on the north side to flourish and then turn over and bring in their young guys that they've been waiting on right you know what i mean like there's brendan davis there's uh what's ed howard there's a lot of these guys that are kind of strong pcw is is champing at the bit to come up and get this next generation of players that are, are ready to, to come up and, and take that spot uh, at Wrigley Field. And if they start pounding, you know, I, it's, it's, I'm telling you right now, that's a nightmare scenario for Sox fans. 100% it is. And we, what the White Sox needs to do is to clean the organization from top to bottom and get rid of everybody that's been there forever and not been producing. I'm sorry. What's your what, what's your opinion of their uh, their new manager so far, Griffal? I'm indifferent. I don't know. I don't even. I, you don't. You don't even notice that he's there. Yeah. That, that's yeah. That, that's how we feel. We feel indifferent. We went from somebody who was sleepy. We knew he was sleeping, not doing his job, to someone like, oh shit, the manager's here. When did he show up? <laughs> and that's what it feels like right now. So I, I'm indifferent about the team right now. I'm gonna keep watching and keep uh, dissecting this team. But right now, the Cubs are a better product to watch. Yeah, and and I mean, for me as a as a Cubs fan, that's great. But I mean, as a as a as a Chicago sports fan, that sucks because I, I again, I just I do not want to see all this talent and and potential wasted, wasted. Uh, for that team. I, I feel like Rafal right now is just like uh, he he's like the dude that forgets he's the manager. Right, he's like, oh, oh, shit, me, oh, oh, I'm supposed, oh, uh, uh, oh, oh, bring in the lefty, like, <laughs> oh shit, why didn't you tell me, you know, he's, you know, he's kind of like me when I'm managing softball. I'm like, oh, oh, shit, oh uh, yeah, uh, uh, no, 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 bring, you know what I mean, like, I switch, switch, let's go quick, All right? He, he reminds me of the Fonz and the Water Boy, <laughs> where he has all the playbooks and he knows all this shit, but he's not doing anything. Yeah, he's yeah, not doing anything. No. He's waiting for Bobby Boucher to do all the work. <laughs> That's true. Stop. <laughs> hold up. Stop sign. Hold the stop sign. <laughs> All right. Let's take a break, bro. Let's take a break. Yep. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back with the uh, in memoriam section of our program and talk about the death of the Chicago Bulls season after a word from our sponsors. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, percent off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order.
Hey guys, it's Steven. And this is Sean, and you are listening to True Chicago Sports Fans. Don't forget to listen to Nowhere on the Weekend, new episodes on Monday. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Yeah, so we're going to go do a couple of shots, so let's kick it back over to Big Z and E-Rock. Welcome back to the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. Let's continue our trip around the loop with our season end discussion of the show. Chicago Bulls campaign. Yeah, you, you know, um, I'm going to start playing some uh, sad music right now for you. It's so hard oh. to say goodbye. <laughs> is it, though? Is it really that hard to say goodbye to this campaign? Because this is, you know, we talk about frustrating and, and disappointing seasons. I mean, this definitely takes the cake considering the fact that the Bulls, you know, yes, they lost to the Bucks in the, in the playoffs last year, but they made the playoffs. This year, they had to struggle down the stretch with so many games where they were up by 20 and then lose by 10. And then they go in and they have to go in and as, as a 10 seed and play in the play-in tournament. So, I mean, really, is it that hard to say goodbye to this season? No, no. And again, it's similar to the White Sox, right? They got in for two straight seasons to the playoffs, and then they couldn't make the playoffs. They were, you know, 500 team. And this is exactly what the Bulls are, a 500 team, because they could not play together. Then you got Donovan not doing the, making the right choices of, uh, okay, we struggle with rebounding. Well, you have um, two pretty good rebounders, and you don't play them at the same time. You play them on opposite ends with uh, Vooch and... Um, Drummond. Andre Drummond? Yeah. You have two bigs that can rebound and put the ball back in there. You don't have to draw plays for them. They can play off the ball. Put them in together and they have Patrick Williams coming for the second unit to run the second unit. He can play. He can ball out. That gives DeMar and Zach some rest. You can you know, give those two guys alternating rest with Patrick Williams out there. Yep. Patrick Williams is not developing because there's a log jam of, of ball hogs. And that's exactly what's happening. A hundred percent because you could take you could take Pat Will, you could take Io, you could take Kobe on yes. that 30th. And and don't forget, they also had um Goran Dragic who was looking good in the beginning of the season. Yes. He had a lot of, of uh, um chemistry with uh Drummond. With what's huh? with Drummond, right? Yeah. So you all day the season and and, you know, it, it, the shame of all of it, right, was that it took till the end of the season when all the trade deadline stuff went on and Pat Bev came to the Bulls and, you know, some people didn't like the move. Some people loved it. You know what I mean? But what the first thing he did when he came to the team is like, I'm going to make this team work hard. So, I mean, I don't know about you, but I mean, I, I wouldn't mind seeing him back next season, you know, with, with this team hometown, you know, getting the lighting the fire under their asses. Um, but it'll be really interesting. And, and again, that really all just depends on what they what they do with the the free agents that they have um you know they played really well in that first playing game and of course with the help of demar DeRozan's daughter dior who sported a sequined varsity jacket that read daddy's girl and she screamed as loud as she could whenever the raptors went to the free throw line i think they were like eight of 50 or something like that especially with siakam towards the end of the game and that that three uh that that was not a three that was a bullshit ass call um but yes you see she screamed as loud as she could and many people on twitter were calling her for, uh, the mvp of the game and the bulls rallied they finished out the game with the win in the final minutes and they became the first 10 seed to move on to the next round of play-in games right before okc did the same uh for the west later uh that same night against the pels with an apparently healthy zion deciding not to play because he didn't feel like zion which was total 
bullshit. But the yeah. problem was was that uh, Dior had to go back to school. She's only nine years old, so she wasn't allowed to go to Miami for the second play-in game, much to the, the uh, chagrin of Bulls fans on Twitter who pleaded for her to be there, even to say that maybe it was a ploy and she was a game-time decision, but DeMar <laughs> said she was only allowed to miss that one day. And, uh, and that was to, to attend the Toronto game. Uh, I'm sure Raptors, you know, Raptors fans have a uh, a soft spot in their heart for Demar because he kind of cut his teeth in the uh, NBA there before he shipped off, uh, so they could, you know, he was essentially sacrificed so they could win a championship, right? Uh, you know, with with the with the claw Why? coming up there. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, the the Bulls. I, I I wasn't able to watch the whole Heat game because I was at a wake that day, and but I was definitely following on my phone um, because that's what he would have wanted. And I, we, we, for the last like five minutes of the game, the, the funeral home was literally in the same parking lot as a bar right there in Addison. So we walked up and I watched the last couple of minutes and I'm like, oh shit, it's 91, 92. Oh no, it's 91, 95. It's 91, 99. Next, you know, it's just way too far out of reach. Uh, Butler and the, uh, the heat kind of closed it out in the bulls and we go home disappointed. Once again, I was not expecting uh, a ton. I, I didn't know what to expect going into the Raptors game. So I wasn't, I uh, wasn't expecting a ton going into the heat game. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, again, it, it's, it's the same thing where they just fizzle out and they just like, you know, they land with a thud. There's no graceful landing for this team. No, there's definitely not a graceful landing for this team. And, and a lot of it has to do with the coaching. A lot of it has to do with the uh, type of players that they have. Like I said, it's a lot of the same players. You've said this many, many times that you have the same player over and over with Kobe, with Zach, with DeMar. You got a log jam of same players. You have no outside shooting. You have no consistent rebounding. When your guards are out rebounding your bigs besides Vooch, it's a problem. There's no reason that Patrick Williams is only having four rebounds a game. The dude's six nine, six ten, whatever he is, he should be getting ten rebounds and and fifteen points every game. Vooch is doing his double double machine as usual as he did all season. So I don't know what the problem is because what's going to happen is you you don't have a lot of cap room, so you're going to have to re-sign Vooch. You have Zach. Uh, Io's going to come back because he's restricted. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with Kobe. I, I really don't know what well, Kobe. Well, let, bef- before we get into all of our free agency stuff, because yep. there's a lot to go through, wh- what are some highlights that you have for the Bulls this season? We have to find some. Yeah, well, there is a couple highlights. I mean, Kobe, we, we complained last year, last season, that he couldn't dribble. He would lose the ball, turn over machine, we would dribble. Same thing with Zach. Dribble Kobe and Zach, great. yeah, Kobe and Zach improved their dribbling and their defense this year. Zach. Not so much every game, but when Zach was engaged on the offensive side, when Patrick Beverly was here the, the last month and a half, he was playing really good defense. Now, is he a stopper? No. But he was engaged. He was uh, on his assignment. He was uh, denying the ball. He was playing really good defense. So Kobe yeah, White. Zach, yeah, go ahead. The, the, prob- the problem with Zach is that if he wasn't having a good offensive game, he would check out defensively. Yes, 100%. 100%. He, he, he pouts and, and cries to the refs because he's not getting his calls. You're not a superstar. You're not a superstar. You're, you're a he's star. Spo- he's supposed to be a number one. He's a star. He's, he's a star. He's, he's not a superstar. No, he's not a top 10. No, he's definitely that's not. What? And then that's the thing. That you're not going to get those calls. You're not LeBron. All right? That's not going to happen. So Kobe and Zach improved it in that manner of, of their dribbling and their shooting. Uh, Kobe White, especially with his shooting, you know, they even took him off the betting books because that, that was easy money for him to get two to three threes every night. And you know what? I'm happy for the kid. And he even, I think he had like a 28-point game towards the end of the season as well. The kicking ball, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad that he has improved. 
now he's a free agent. Now you got to pay him. Is he going to is he gonna, uh, regress now? I don't know. You know, that, that's that's the gamble you got to do. Patrick Beverly coming in with some attitude and, and kicking everybody's ass. Putting a foot in everybody's ass and hey, we're going to fucking play some tough defense. We're going to play like a Chicago team should with some grit and we're going to show out and, you know, we're going to play tough. And he did that. He, he, he Pat, literally pushed everybody around. Pat Bev is a double-edged sword because... He has some really, you know, he has some really good plays. He has the game. He he's a uh, he's got that Dennis Rodman in him where he'll get under your skin. But then like he kind of does. He tries Dumb to do shit. too much sometimes. He's shooting when he shouldn't be shooting. Yes. Um, or I mean, like even when he's open, he doesn't hit that shot. So he's not he's not offensively talented enough to be able to uh, rely on as a consistent point guard. But the problem is, is that when you're desperate for a point guard, you know, this is very similar to when Derrick Rose was injured, and every year you had a different point guard had to take over and where you had Nate Robinson where you had you know the one dude what, what was his name that was sleeping with uh, Floyd Mayweather's wife uh, you know what I mean they kind of <laughs> they, they cycled through these point guards for years um, when they were waiting for, for D Rose to get back and the problem is is that you're you don't have ball out there and that makes such a big difference because you know he was signed along with you know he was brought over after Vucci uh, was was traded for and when they signed Demar and that was supposed to be you know them uh, them along with Zach they were trying to build around them and you know he was he was put in place to make those guys better and you know the most important ability on the on the court on the field on the diamond whatever it is is availability and if you're not there we saw him limp on that on that treadmill you can't you can't do anything so um pat bev definitely brought attitude to the bulls but i mean and he and if it wasn't for pat bev i don't think they make the even the play-in game no they don't make the play-in game they play with some attitude and, and like you said they play with some heart for about three quarters every game and there was usually either the first quarter or the third quarter where there was a huge letdown. Yep. Either they were down 20 in the first quarter or they were up 20. And then they would just give it up because they just got super comfortable playing. And again, it goes to, I think a lot of it is the coaching. It, can this coach coach big egos? Because there's a lot of big egos on this team with a lot, a lot of production. It's just, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Two highlights, just to, just, to, just to wrap up the, the highlights. Vooch played... All 82 games for the first time in his career. Uh, uh, Pat Will played 82 games as well. Vooch is a double-double machine. I think that should be signed. Other than that, I've got nothing. Zach definitely stepped up defensively. But like I said, the problem is is that he only plays hard on D if he's having a good offensive game. Yep. And whether it's calls, whether it's his shots dropping, whatever it is, um, it's like, you know, if he gets his, in his own head, he... He doesn't realize that if you're not if you're having an off game offensively, that means you have to work twice as hard on the defensive end to make up for it. And I just don't know. I don't know if he maybe doesn't have to make up for that. I don't know what it is. But I mean, you saw him actually come through and play like a superstar in the Raptors game. He had what like what 30, 30 something, almost forty points or whatever it was. Um, and you know, as opposed to Demar's twenty, you know, uh, in the twenties. So like he definitely played like a number one, like a superstar in that first game. Uh, but then coming in against the Heat, he was extremely cold. He was like five for eleven. He had no three points, uh, three point shots, or whatever it was. But I mean, that 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 is the thing is that you know when you're looking for highlights again, you have to go to Vucci main. Vuc played well. I mean, we he, I don't think. Um, you know, he, yes, he had his weird uh, shooting nights where he would shoot from three a little bit too often, but definitely he he definitely uh, made some shots. And um, you know, Pat Williams, I've been talking about this for four years now about Pat the, the Bulls 
you know, future, depending on what Pat Williams does, because as a number four overall pick, it makes a big difference on if you're going to be a stud or not. You know, he could if he turns into, you know, some superstar. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm afraid of it becoming, uh, you know, ending up when he's on another team. Um, but yeah, I mean, him him playing all 82 games, especially after, you know, having that promise, getting excited about him coming into the season last year and then having that terrible, that stupid ass uh, wrist injury because of the uh, the Bucks dirty ass players. Yep. Um, you know, it, that is definitely a highlight of the uh, of the season. I know that you got lowlights, so I want to hear about them. Lowlights. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Lonzo Ball. It, it, it starts and stops with Lonzo Ball. Obviously, like you said, availability is the biggest ability to have. And he hasn't been available for a season and a half. And it just really messed up the offense because Billy Donovan was counting on him to run the offense that he's instilled. Without him, you have a lot of one-on-one. And this is where teams would get back in the game because you would play a lot of one-on-one, whether it was DeMar or it was Zach. The ball gets stuck. Everyone starts starts watching what they're doing instead of moving around and having motion in the offense. And if you guys are not, these guys are not hitting their shots, no one's rebounding. Now you got a fast break going across the other way, and they get back in the game, and we lose by 10, 15, 20 points. That is a big problem. The lowlights is not having Lonzo Ball, not having a consistent offense, right? And then you don't have anybody step up in Ball's absence, like you just said. You have Zach inconsistent shooting. He's either on or not. And he's the other, so streaky. He's very streaky. And the other problem is, like you said, if he's not engaged offensively, he's not going to be engaged defensively, which puts more pressure on the rest of the guys. And it's we what we saw this season was either one of the guys is going to get hot or the other one. If Zach is hot, Demar took a step back this season and said, "Go ahead, go ahead, young buck, you do it." Because last season I showed you what I could do, and you were crying that you were getting the ball. You know the the other thing too is that uh, you know Caruso, for as nice as he was to have on the team with his with his defensive ability, um, because he's he's just mainly a defender. He doesn't play offense the you know the way that you need. Uh, out of a point guard at times and the thing is is that we saw uh Ayo Dusumu looking really good as a rookie coming in and you know a, a unexpected guy he was eating at that long contract like you see the rookies get because I think he was a second round pick right um or or yeah so he he just finished or he's gonna be coming into his third season um you know we needed Io to kind of make a next step to make up for the loss of, of Lonzo Ball. And we really didn't see that. You know, we saw him kind of get lost a lot of times, um, get spun around and, and not realize where he was on the court. Um, and and I don't know if if just what he was able to do early in his, his career kind of uh, gave him too much confidence, made his head a little bit too big, but it doesn't seem like he worked as hard. Uh, I don't want to, you know, I don't necessarily want to say that about a professional athlete, just not knowing this guy that well, but we just did not see, you really, you did not hear Ayo Dusumu out of Stacey King's mouth the way that you'd heard him last year. No, it it, it seems like more like a sophomore slump where the NBA has more film on you and they know exactly what your tendencies are. And kind of to the point where you said is like, you got to improve your game every year, year in and out, add something to the arsenal. You can't play the same way. If you're not like a LeBron James or Kevin Durant, where you can take people off the ball and dominate, he's not that type of player. So you've got to add more stuff to your arsenal to become more versatile. Uh, kind of like what Kobe did, like he worked on his dribbling because he knew if he wasn't going to be able to handle the ball, then you would be at the end of the bench. We'll get someone else in there. He's got to add more to his game. I do see him coming back on, on, in a Bulls uniform next season, yeah. but uh, he, he's got to shoot 
better three point shooters. He's, he's got to be able to spread the ball, spread the ball more because you need to be a point guard, whether to distribute or to be a threat at three points. And, and and that's the thing is that the Bulls really need to find a way to get some more three point shooting on this team. That has been a very big, de- you know, a, a, a big detriment to this team over the last couple of seasons because you're looking at. I don't think there was. Uh, it, it was something like this was the highest scoring uh, NBA season of all time. Every team, there was no team that didn't get at least 100 points or some 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 weird stat like that. Um, but I mean, how do you get that that highest scoring? I mean, you go back to when the Warriors are winning championships and the Splash Brothers and even Draymond Green out there hitting threes. You know, that was the peak of, or that was the very beginning of when you saw every team, every kid out there on the court, no longer saying I want to be LeBron. No, because even big guys are now shooting threes, right? So I mean. The fact of the matter is, yes, you can see Vucci, you know, hit his, what, 30% threes, whatever it was. I don't even know what his, his three-point percentage is. But, I mean, you, you shouldn't have to rely on uh, uh, Vucevic to go ahead and, and hit threes, right? Kobe, yes. Zach, yes. But, I mean, you see every once in a while, DeMar DeRozan take it. That is not his shot. Not his shot. shot is the key. His, not, his, his, his shot is, a, you know, a pull-up jumper, right? Or drive to the basket, you know? Um, you just you just don't have enough of that on the team. You, you have... Uh, um, Caruso, not an offensive player. Pat Bev came in late, not really an offensive player in that way. So, I mean, that's that's a big detriment to the team, and that's something that Acme really has to focus on on in, in this offseason. Now, the very last game of the regular season was the Bulls versus the Mavs, and the Mavs did something very interesting. And the only reason that we really the only reason I think it was brought to light is because they couldn't shut the fuck up about what they did. So basically they, they, I don't think Kyrie played at all. And they pulled, um, uh, Luka Doncic after, after like the first quarter. Yep. And if they would have won that game against the Bulls, the Bulls would have been eliminated and the, and the Mavs would made the playing game. Yep. Well, they essentially quit and they, they could like, what, you know what, that's going to hurt our draft capital. Uh, and we don't want to do that. And only reason we know that is because Jason Kidd came out after the game when everyone's like, why did you pull everyone? Why didn't everyone play? And he was like, look, management told me not to. And because they went a better draft spot. And he was the one that basically put it out. So, you know, that's the only reason we know about all this. Now, looking at team, one of the biggest problems that the Mavs had was that they lost Jalen, who signed over uh, to and the Knicks. Uh, I got a fine because his dad uh, was a Jalen Brunson. Or what was it? Yeah. Uh, um, I forget. No, Rick Brunson. Rick Brunson, who used to be on a long time. He had actually is working. He's one of the coaches for the Knicks. And there's this big thing about him interfering in time and so on and so forth. So there was a big fine there. And uh, the Mavs did come out and say well, badly they wanted to bring Barnson back and all this other stuff. But they had a really disappointing season. Who was more disappointed, Mavericks or the Bulls? Um, shit i i gotta go with the maps you had way more talent on the maps team than you do on the bulls team you have luka donis who can take over a game you have Kyrie, one of the best nba players uh regardless if you think of his uh personal views on things but if you look at as of him as a player he's a dominant player he can he can double double every night triple double sometimes like he can take over the game and him and donchers i mean jesus that's a one-two punch that that can defeat a lot of teams. The problem is, is that team doesn't play defense, and they they love to play that running gun style. And that's not gonna if you ha- don't have any more shooters, you have nobody on the bench. That's not really gonna be a recipe for winning a championship. And that's probably why they did that. Now they're stupid for talking about it. They got fined, and you know, it, it's just 
I think it's stupid. <laughs> I really think it's stupid. Um, they they could have made some noise. I don't think they would have had a chance to play uh, uh, into a championship, but they could have made some noise in the playoffs. But the Bulls, we knew they were no. They, we 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 were sure about the Bulls beating Toronto. I was pretty sure they were going to lose against Miami, and I was a hundred percent sure they, if they got past Miami that they're going to lose to uh, Milwaukee. So Milwaukee. Walked with 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 the injury to Tyler Hero with a broken hand, and Giannis going out through the game. Uh, the Heat ended up winning Game One. The Heat, yeah. Well, the Heat, uh, the Heat have uh, they have their number up there. They they play a little bit. They play tougher. They play good defense uh, when they when they're engaged. Uh, so without Giannis being a shot blocker, you had Jimmy driving to the hole the entire time. Um, I think we could have won one game, but I still think Bobby Port is the Bulls' killer. Uh, would have had a big game against us. He would probably put another thirty-five against us. So I, I don't. He got that grudge against the Bulls. Oh, one hundred percent. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? You gave up on me. I'm gonna blow you up every time I play you. I love that dog mentality. You gotta have that in NBA, and I love it. I love that. I love that he can do that. I don't love the the, the Milwaukee Bucks, but I mean they got Lopez and him uh, that are just dogs out there. They rebound. They shoot very well. And and when anytime they play the Bulls, they have career games. So. Uh, for me, it's still it's still the, the the Mavs who had a lot more talent and a lot more upside than the Bulls. I mean, the the West is is not easy. The West is not an easy conference no. at all. I mean, you got killers up and down. You know, one through what you saw what what the, what the Kings were able to do this year. You still got you know LeBron in L.A. You got the Clips. You got the Phoenix with with uh, Durant over there now. After you know the Nets traded everyone off and. Uh, you know, it, it's 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 not it's not an easy division by any or, or uh, Prince by any means, especially okay. You looking real good this season and all that stuff, but I mean at the same time, you do have one of the best offensive players in the NBA, and that was a damn shame. Um, what what what's next for the Bulls, man? What what do you think is going to happen? I, I really think they they signed Kobe and they signed uh, Io and they signed Vooch and they run it back because I don't I don't see them trading Demar. I, I think they run it back one more time, and I think they, they're they're looking for a different result. They're waiting, just like the White Sox, for everyone to be healthy and kumbaya, and miraculously, everyone uh, they're gonna go all the way to be a number four seed. It's not gonna happen. I, I don't see it. They don't have a lot of cap room either. So I mean, you know, we, we talked about this off air, and Vooch has to be the first cog, right? He came out and said. He, he, he does want to test the free agency a little bit. He wants to see what's out there. He goes, I'll see what else is out there and test the market um, th- via Darnell Mayberry. He says, but I've been here for two and a half years now. I like my time here. I built a good relationship with my teammates, coaches, front office, people in the organization and around the city. I mean, I told you I saw him at the uh, the Wrigley Field yep. you know, thing over the over the, uh, the winter. Um, he says there's a lot of positives here, but we'll see what their plan is and what they decide to do. Over three seasons with Chicago, Vucci Main has played 181 games, averaging 18.2 points and 11.1 rebounds per game. And this season, he suited up for every single game, like we said, hosting 17.6 points, 11 boards, uh, boards per game in the regular season. Now, he is 32 years old. He has 13 years in the league, and uh, he actually has bird rights. Now, 
for the people who do not know what bird rights are in the NBA, you have uh, a couple of different uh, things here. You got full bird rights, which means a team's uh, team gets a player's full bird rights if they spend three years with their team without leaving a free agency. It doesn't have to be on a three-year deal. This applies to players on a three-year deal, players on a two-year deal, followed by a one-year deal, or players on three consecutive one-year deals uh you also have what's called early bird rights and it's a team's uh gets a player's early bird rights if he spends two years with the team without leaving for a free agency uh this all came from uh the 1983 cba um it's it it, it all came down to uh larry bird and his contract and that's where the the bird right came to if you really want to look into it you can google that shit because that's not what i'm here for um <laughs> But the reason I bring that up is because Fuji Man has uh, he is an unrestricted free agent, but he right. does have bird rights. And that means that he can get, I think, a 20 percent more of a contract than any other team uh, can offer him. Kobe White with uh, um, has a restricted free agency. So the Bulls can match any offer. Right. And he also has bird rights. Um, Derek Jones Jr. Um, has bird rights. Andre Germond is a free agent he does not have bird rights uh javante green unrestricted free agent uh bird rights uh ale uh he's an early bird because he was a second uh he had the two-year deal because he was a second round draft pick he's restricted pat bev non-bird and then you got justin lewis and terry taylor who are restricted free agents but they are two-way players they're french players we're not really concerned about those two um so when you look up and down with the players what players they should resign i do agree with you i think uh Vucevic, if they're gonna go for it i mean give them a two-year deal yeah give them a two you know give them some money uh make him happy you know make him want to stay here he i've like i got i've seen him out in public he has young kids it sucks to have to move them around a lot you know yep. you're in a great city there's a lot of stuff to do for the kids like he was doing that day and then kobe white and io you know young guys give them a little bit of cash give them some incentive you know you're talking about you know uh guys that are only 20 they're, they're the same age they're 23 years old you know so you're you're gonna have to you're gonna have to give them the money because you don't want to lose them to another team. See the same thing that happened, like we said, with Bobby Porters and with Lowry Markkinen. Yep. You just don't want to see that. Yeah, Kobe White and Io, 23 years old. There's a lot of upside. There's a lot of upside. Give those guys four-year deals and see what they can do. See what they can blossom into because uh, Kobe White showed he can improve. His three-point shooting improved from last year to this year. Io, I think he just had a sophomore slump. And I think with uh, two years under his belt and playing every day, he'll improve. He will improve. Now, the rest of the guys, Andre Drummond is a big question mark because he's only 29, but he, he, he walks around like he's 34. You know, he, he, he walks old, you know, he kind of walks like us, you know, you know, <laughs> walking around with a can of WD-40 at your hips, you know, so that way you can <laughs> loosen up. Uh, but I do like Andre Drummond's engine, man. If he plays, he plays 10 to 12 minutes and he plays really hard, um, you know, he's not that great at the foul line, but he's a great rebounder. He can be out there for 12 minutes and get 12 rebounds very, very quickly. He's, he's a good way to spell. For, he's been in the league for a long time, but he's only 29. I mean, he's going to turn 30. Um, so, but I mean, like, I like him. I mean, I, I don't think I think the thing that sucked for him is that he essentially got stuck starting his career in Detroit and he was never really able to shine on a team with a bunch of talent. He went over to the Nets when they were really trying to make that push and they were kind of like doing what the Lakers do where they just sign anyone who was ever a name. And that really just did never really worked out for for Brooklyn. So I was happy to see him over on the Bulls. And like I said, he had a lot of uh, uh, chemistry 
with uh, Goran Dragic. So, I mean, you know, he's definitely, you can see when, when he's got that motor going, I think he could probably slim down a little bit because he's a bigger guy, especially yeah. in the bottom. Um, but, but I mean, like, you know, he could definitely be a valuable piece. And if you, like you said, you get him uh, up there with, with uh, Vucci Mang um, under the basket, I mean, you could just turn a lot of guys away. And, you know, it, even if you're, even if you're using him as a backup center, that's a lot of, that's still six fouls. Yeah, it is. And again, like you said, I would see. The, I would like them to play together. We talked about this earlier, having Patrick Williams come off the bench with Io and Kobe, and just have that team that runs and gu- running guns. The young boys that run up and down the court. Let them do that with one of the veterans, whether whether it's Demar or it's, it's Zach. I, I want them to run and gun with those. Now, Andre Drummond can't spell Vucevic, and he j- usually plays the entire third quarter and some of the fourth while Vucevic is resting, so that can he can play offensive. Uh, you know towards the end of the game because he's a better free throw shooter but again you've got to sign Vucevic now he made 25 grand uh, 25 million uh, this past season can they afford him is the question um do you want to afford him yeah I do want that, to afford him you know what I mean That that's what it is because I mean here, here's the thing is that you look up and down at who is who's available for free agents coming up this season there's a lot of players out there you got guys like uh, uh chris sep Porzingis. um problem with him is that he tends to be in- injured a lot when, you, when we're looking at you know kind of big guys there uh harrison barnes i think he plays with he stays with uh sacramento as you know he's a 30 year old but i mean he's had really good seasons in the nba um one one player uh, that would be kind of interesting would maybe be fred van vliet he's a local guy i think yeah. he's from rockford yep uh, you know, is he going to want to stay in Toronto? Because I think right now there's a lot of rumbling in Toronto about Nick Nurse not wanting to stay there. What's going to happen with him? Um, I, I, I'd rather have Nick Nurse than than uh, Billy Donovan on the Bulls right now. Yep. Um, but I mean, you know, there, there's not a ton of guys uh, that, that you can, you know, kind of plug into place here. Um, Christian Wood is a center. He's only 27. Uh, Brooke Lopez is like 150 years old. Um, you know, there, there's not a lot of guys that you can plug into that that position, and you know, um, you got what Jacob Patolo, Patolo. That was another guy from Toronto, right? Um, I think the Bulls had interest in him last year when he was on the Spurs. Spurs, uh, they, him. So I mean, th- there's a few guys that you can you can go after. Um, but again, you know, you're looking at bird rights. You're looking at you know age. Um, Jackson Hayes has bird rights with the Pelicans, and he's a rotational player. Um, if you can find a guy like Lowry Markkinen, you know, a guy that was not was was had some uh, high draft, high high uh, potential, and uh, and you can see those flashes of brilliance, and you can bring him in on a cheap deal, you could do something like that. But that's not an easy thing to find. No, it definitely isn't easy to find. And then you're also going to have these guys that are, are kind of flashing the pants, like Divincenzo. Divincenzo, I can never say his name. The Italian kid from Golden State. He's 27. You know, he's just he's having a great season just because everyone was hurt. He got some playing time. Um, uh, the kid over there in uh, in LA, I can't remember who his name. Oh, he just had like 30 points today. Um, I, I forgot his name, but and they have a couple guys out there in LA who who are, are they're just flashing the pants. I think they they're not going to be guys that are going to be doing this year in year out. But you do have you know names out there that that you know. Siakam's going to be available. Yeah. You got Harden that's uh, technically available. Middleton's available. Middleton's 32, 33. Uh, Clay's going to be available. He's 34, 35. I don't think he leaves, but um, there's there's some good names out there, but I don't think we can afford him. I would love to see Fred Van Fleet. 
Um, maybe give him a two year deal. Um, have another yeah. point uh, because we don't have a really a true point guard, uh, and that'll take the ball away from Zach and let Zach be a uh, spot up shooter. Yeah, I mean, I think what we need to do is we need to have uh, Desplaine's own Mike Logic on here to kind of give us a deep dive of who who would really make this team better because. You know the the struggle that we're gonna have is that we look at the NBA in in a in a very narrow scope. We're looking at what the Bulls did, what the Bulls need, and we kind of just a lot of times see just who they played and who beat us. And a lot of it's like, well, if they keep beating us, let's bring them over, right? And I think that's uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's you know it, it's it happens in sports a lot. Um, I don't know. I'm I I don't know if I have confidence. The the problem is is that when we changed our front office from Garpax to Acme. Yeah. There was all this it, it was again this is a very Chicago Bulls, very Chicago White Sox. Look at all that potential. We saw them do good things before. Let what can they do here? They should be able to change the culture. They should be able to turn this thing around within a couple seasons. We're not seeing that yet. And no. again, I think a lot of it predicates on the fact that Lonzo Ball can not get on the court and you sign players that were supposed to play with Lonzo Ball and have a system that can run through Lonzo Ball. And that will forever be the detriment to this team. I really have a fear, and I've said it before on this program, that Lonzo Ball might not see another uh, uh, game in a Bulls uniform. Because I don't know if he will ever be healthy. And that's going to be the big shame of it all is that are we ever really going to see Lonzo Ball and Gucci Mane and Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan all in the court together? The way that we saw this coming into last season, the way that we expected this to turn out, and the way that we expected this team to be able to contribute because I told you last year with DeMar DeRozan, my fear was that his peak was last year. This was supposed to be Zach Levine's year. Yep. This was supposed to be the year that they came in and tried to compete with a team like Boston, which you can't do. You're not going to be, you, you can't do it. Boston and the Bucks right now are the class of the East, and there's no question about that. Yep. I have no doubt in my mind that one of those two teams is going to end up in the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. Boston's uh, very loaded from top to bottom. So uh, right now, the only question mark is, will Giannis be able to play for the rest of the playoffs? That's that's a big question mark. I mean, uh, you know, you got, again, we talked about Tyler Hero being out with that broken hand. He's he's a contributing factor for the Heat, but I mean, I don't think he's he's the, the reason they win or lose. I think it's really predicated on what uh, Adebayo and what uh, Jimmy Butler can do in, uh, in South Beach. But, you know, again, Giannis... Whether you like it or not, you know, he even came out and says, you know, all these three years that Joel Embiid and uh, what's what's his face? The uh, the doughboy over in uh, <laughs> uh, oh, the Joker, you know I'm talking about. the Joker, the Joker. Um, you know, them being the MVP because of what they're able to do on their teams. And Giannis came out and says, shit, I've been MVP every year. You know, it's just like Jordan, but they don't give this. They, they will not give, you know, the best player in the league at that time the, the because of Jordan they won't give him the the um MVP every year you know it, it's just it's just not done anymore no, so you know he he whether you like it or not I I think he's telling truth he's he's saying he's out there spitting facts you know he's he's yeah he's the MVP of the league he, you tell me there's a better player than Giannis in the league I, mm. I don't think so no there isn't and uh so, he's, he's so got the championship ring to prove it 
Sure does. And, uh, you know, Milwaukee goes as he goes. So it, it'll be really interesting to see if he can get back on the court. Uh, they got a real good chance. And and like I said, I have no doubt in my mind it's going to be either Boston or Milwaukee. But again, it does predicate on whether Giannis is able to play or not. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back with Stirring the Pot after a word from our sponsors. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, percent off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Hey, this is comedian Ken Gar, and I was just a guest on the True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast with you Big rock. Earl and G-Money and a bunch of weirdos. So tune in! Watch your mouth, cabron. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with E-Rock at Big Z. Yes, sir. It's that time again, brother. Oh, boy. You know what time it is. Oh, it's time for stirring a pot. <laughs> I don't have the sound under here yet. I got to do that. All right, brother. Um, This weekend, uh, I went over and uh, I was like, you know what? I deserve a nice meal. And Cafe Iberico is no longer uh, open anymore. So uh, I was in the mood for some Spanish tapas. So I went to this one restaurant. I'm not going to name it because um, I was impressed. But are you a Spanish tapas kind of man? You you were not impressed. I was not impressed. Uh, I was not impressed by by either the food or the service, and it was in the Fulton Market. That's all I'm going to say about that place. Um, oh man, yeah. But I, I mean, I've been to other you, you ones. The Forest Gump. That's all I'm going to say about that. That's all I'm going to say about that. And uh, <laughs> uh, are you a tapas man? Like you know, it's a bunch of small dishes. You're you're drinking sangria. Um, it, you know, it's kind of like a shared kind of meals. Everyone's eating off these little plates. Is that something that you will do? And is there anything that you remember that you've had that, that I'll, sticks out? I'll pass. I'll pass in the sangria. Like I'd rather have a real drink. Uh, I don't need you know, the the fruity wine shit. Give me a tequila or a beer. I'm good. You know. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, here's here's the thing. When you're going out, especially if you have a group of people or just even just two people, sometimes if you're wanting to, you know, indulge that night, um, if you just sit there with a one real big meal, it, you know, you're, now you're just sitting with that big meal in your stomach. You know, it's nice. And and what are you doing anyway? Like, oh, what do you what do you got there? Let me try what you got. We try to get different things so I can try what you got and you can try what I got. Um, so yeah, I mean, like this this type of thing, tapas is is definitely something that that is. Uh, I, I don't know if we've me and my wife has specifically gone anywhere to have of this you know i mean it's something that you know we can definitely do as a group you know what i mean like yeah. and have a good night and, and have fun doing that um but definitely this is something you know it's like when you just get a bunch of apps for the table yeah yeah pretty much it's what it is you know and, and we did go late night into uh to endeavor this this place and you know uh, i worked they're like what are you gonna do this week i'm like yeah i'm gonna go try this new uh, tapas place and they're like, oh, yeah, what time are you going? I'm like, oh, I'm going. My reservation's at 9 o'clock. They're like, 9 o'clock? I'm like, 
Europeans eat at 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night because they eat a bunch of light meals and they drink, you know, wine. And you got to be in the atmosphere. You got to do what they do, man. When you're in Rome, do what Romans do. And uh, yeah, so I ordered the patatas bravas, which is, you know, potatoes uh, in kind of like a reddish uh, spicy sauce. Um, that was decent. It's not as good as I've had other places. Um, I had some uh, toast with some uh, kind of like a, their version of bruschetta. It was decent again. Um, and I think we had another dish. I can't remember what it was. That's how uh, unimpressive it was. But I did order like a hanger steak. Um, and they're like, oh, the, the chef says uh, he recommends it cooking it uh, medium rare. And I was like, um, no, no. I'm going to have it uh, medium medium well. I like the little crust on, you know, little cooked on the outside and pink in the middle. And uh, I'm just going to tell you this, man. A hanger steak doesn't take 45 minutes to cook. Uh-uh. No, hell no. No steak takes 40 minutes, 45 minutes yeah, to cook. Yeah, it took 45 minutes for that, that steak to get to my to my, uh, to my uh, table. And uh, I, first thing I did is I touched it. And I'm like, this shit's cold. Send that shit back. So it took them, for, well, that means that they cooked it 45 minutes ago and then just brought it out to you and the rest yep. of the shit was ready. Yep. That, that, that timing is bad. That's no good. That is no good. I said, I was take, uh, send that shit back and I don't want it. Hey, don't put it on my bill. Um, there's no reason, I told you, there's no reason of a steak, especially because it's, it's literally like about yeah, six inches long much. and they cut it up. It's like six slices. Like it should not take 45 minutes for that to be cooked and be sent to my table. So I was like, uh, I didn't want to be that person, but I had to be that person because I was looking forward to having that hanger steak because uh, that's probably the only thing they had on there that looked appetizing as far as uh, red meat. Um, they did have like uh, some kind of lamb skewer, which I was going to order, but I was like, yeah, let me just do one appetizer at a time. You know, the hanger steak would have came in, I would have finished it, would have had some more patatas bravas, and then I would have moved over to, hey, let me get that, uh, let me get that, that, uh, that lamb. But uh, that didn't happen, so I was very, very uh, underwhelmed at a hipster not a hipster place but a hip new place in fulton market to have bad service and uh just mediocre food mediocre <laughs> mediocre mediocre food <laughs> oh man yeah yeah that's uh that, that's a damn shame um you know i i, I don't know man it's it's it, it sucks to to get excited about a brand new place it sucks that uh, you weren't able to get you know the meal that you were expecting from there yeah and uh you know especially when you go out for for like a date night or whatever yeah. you know you're looking forward to that it's kind of that can definitely um that can definitely put a, a damper, put a damper on the, night. On the, on the yeah. evening i mean yeah. for sure that that sucks man uh this is why i, I, I go th- to my local bar where i know my food's gonna come out the same way every single time right exactly so one thing so a couple of weeks ago i think I, i'm not sure if we talked about this on the show but we, me and my me and my wife went out to true lux over here in rosemont okay. um, for my birthday we don't normally do that and one thing that we tried i'm not sure if we if we mentioned this so i know that you're allergic to shellfish so you yep. can't eat that but uh i had the salmon crudo okay, okay? and that's essentially it's it's like real thin uh, small pieces of uh salmon um, with cucumber dressing, dressing and uh, curried uh, creme fraiche. So basically, it's like this uh, creamy. Um, it's it's almost like like I don't know, you don't eat sushi, but I mean it's it's like sushi salmon, right? So it's a very soft, like buttery. Um, it's cured, um, and uh, and I ate I pretty much ate it all by myself because Kim was like, "No, I'm good on that." But you just kind of serve it up with crackers. It's almost like bagels and lox. Is it? I know you don't you don't do the sell, the shellfish, but is that something you would try? You know, I I, I think I've I tried sushi once. You know, um, what is it the California roll, which doesn't have anything that's fish in it? We, we, yeah, we need because I mean you can eat fish. 
I, I've tried don't, salmon don't. and I've tried uh, no tuna at the sushi place. Not a big fan of it. Uh, oh, tuna was very so tuna was very rubbery. I don't know. Maybe it was a sushi place or not. But I ended up ordering some steak over there. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. If you like, I know you don't do the shellfish, yeah. so you gotta you know kind of watch that stuff. Yeah. Um, but if you get like a nice piece of like like sashimi of the salmon, it's kind of it's you know like I said, it's it's different. It's not just like raw. And that's okay. the other thing is that people think sushi oh it just means raw fish. Sushi sushi actually refers to the type of rice that's used. It's because it's like a sticky rice and all that stuff. Yep. So I mean, if you get if you get the non shellfish stuff, you you should be okay. But I I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like uh, if you're allergic to anything from the sea, you'd probably be a little skeptical and just get a chance anything else so that kind of makes sense yeah but you know to each drone i mean uh people love it and people like oh i tried this new seafood place i'm like that's great like, oh, you i had a whole bunch of that shit yeah and people are like oh my god you don't know what you're missing i'm like actually i don't because i've never ate it so i don't know exactly what i'm missing and to me i'm, I'm indifferent about it like you know tomato tomato if you love this great for it you was, it doesn't bother me one bit more for you it, it was very uh you know, uh, silky and buttery. <laughs> I do whatever I can to, to work buttery in a, in a sense. Yeah, yeah. All right, brother. Before we go, what you looking at? What are you watching that isn't sports? Oh, damn! I think we talked about this yesterday in the other podcast. Um, it really hasn't been much for sports, but I did watch uh, the 2020 interview with Jeremy, Jeremy Renner um, about his accident. Oh. Uh, yeah. So they kind of did the reenactments, and they and then he walks you through the the actual snowplow that he um, he still has it um, that you know almost cost him his life, and his nephew uh, gave an interview of what happened on his perspective, and they show you know his recovery going through the surgeries, and he got a metal plate in his face because uh, he broke his orbital bone, he broke a bunch of arms and legs. Uh, he had kind of a spiral fracture in, uh, in the bottom of his leg. So um, he just walked with a cane on a red carpet this past weekend. So it shows you the type of... Uh, like he's not, I'm looking at the picture of the snowplow now. It's a big machine. Holy shit. It is a huge machine. It's an industrial wow. snowplow. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's that's a lot different. That's not a... Uh, not a Chicago snowplow. No, no, no. That's not the streets and sand. That's uh, a... <laughs> Yeah, that's no streets. Holy shit! Yeah, I can see how that can fuck you up. Yeah, he, essentially, he he said he was being careless. He was actually worried about his nephew because his nephew was they were move, they were plowing it to move a, a, a vehicle out of the way, uh, so they can get out through the driveway. So uh, he, you know, he was in the cabin. He stepped out of the cabin, and uh, you know, he stepped onto the tracks, and you know, he wasn't paying attention. He was more worried about his nephew uh, of the car sliding into the tractor, and he's kind of like picking his head out to see what yeah. was going on and his foot got caught and then it kind of dragged him oh um, i see yeah, yeah. okay because it, it's it looks like a tank you know, as far yeah, as I'm the, looking, the, yeah 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 so it, it, it's hard to describe uh it's it's not wheels it's tracks yeah it's tracks so it looks no, like it's, like, it's a, like it's, it's like a tank yeah it yeah, looks like, like a ditch digger yeah so yeah, ooh. yeah, yeah it's, go, go ahead and google that if you want to I mean, I'm just looking at the truck. I'm not looking at any of the animations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If if you're queasy in the stomach when it looks like to look at injuries, don't do it because it's no, it's no. very very um um yeah nasty. Uh, UFC and, is all I can take. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, think I think what else did I watch? Uh, I can't remember at top of the head, but that's pretty much. Uh, it's really been sports. Uh, I'm trying to think. I know I watch something else, but uh, if I if it pops in my head, I'll interrupt you. <laughs> what have you been watching? <laughs> Oh, but uh, so 
I watched a couple of things. Um, number one, we watched that movie Megan. Um, I don't know if you've oh, seen this. Oh, uh, no, I have not seen it. This was, uh, yeah, so for those who don't remember, this I think came out either, la- I think it was last year. And uh, Megan is a marvel of artificial intelligence, a lifelike doll that's programmed to be a child's greatest companion and a parent's greatest ally. Designed by Gemma, a brilliant roboticist, Megan can listen, watch, and learn as it plays the role of a friend, teacher, playmate, and protector. When Gemma becomes the unexpected caretaker of her eight-year-old niece, she decides to give the girl a Megan prototype and a decision that leads to unimaginable consequences. Um, so if you've ever seen, uh, what is that called? Um, it's it's the one with BB-8. It's the, uh, the, Disney, the Disney movie, Disney robot movie. Let me look it up real quick. AI? Disney? No, 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 no. Disney robot. No, that was uh, Steven Spielberg. I'll tell you right now it is big hero six oh, okay so big hero six that robot is designed to like you know help you emotionally and help you physically and protect you right so essentially that's the idea behind this this is a company that makes like a, so this is a toy company that this lady works for and uh she's working she's making like these furby type dolls or whatever and then another company comes behind them and essentially copies their tech apple and um <laughs> and copies their tech it makes you know calls of their own and then and charges half the or half the price not apple um so essentially that's what they're doing and their you know director of creativity says no you got to make something blah 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 she's been working on this robotics project on the back end and um it she just takes a risk and says look this is what i can do her the her her I guess it's her brother, brother and sister-in-law die, and now she's left to take care of her her niece. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so she gives her this prototype, and the prototype becomes possessive of the little girl, okay, and starts hurting people, anyone that tries to harm her, whether it's mentally, physically, whatever it is. Wow. This is a creepy fucking movie. Uh, the, the, the doll is creepy as shit. It starts singing at one point, and my daughter, her eyes were like. Um, the little one was in the room too, playing on, uh, you know, in, in my house when we we're watching it. She's playing on her tablet, and at one point, she's like, "Mom, cover my eyes!" <laughs> like, "Mom, you gotta cover my eyes. That's too scary," you know. And it's just, yeah, it, it's, it's definitely. Uh, uh, if you don't like dolls or like toys that talk, like Chucky, still creeps me out to this day. Yeah. Even the original, I'm like, no, nah, there's, t- there's too many fucking things with eyeballs and like faces in my house that like are supposed to be playthings to make yep. that not creepy, right? You know. Um, so yeah, it's definitely uh, definitely a, a creepy, a creepy, <laughs> a creepy version of Big Hero Six. If you if you remember that one, um, have you seen this at all? Or any no, I have not seen it. It just it looks creepy. Um, yeah, like you said, I have too many things that do have eyes and arms and legs around here that are, are supposed to be stationary, and I don't I don't want them to move around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, my my wife was always tells the stories like when she was a little kid because of those creepy movies. She was always like really careful to be nice to her dolls, you know. Good and point. It, and it still it still reminds me of what is it like? Uh, I think uh, uh, it it wasn't. Uh, um, oh, what, what was the name of the movie? Weird here uh with the tv and shit and the doll comes to life and all the yeah i don't know if you remember but that's an old ass old ass uh, horror movie from back in the day but at one point there's like a, this big ass clown uh doll that like comes to life nope you remember that at all? nope didn't see that one either hell no i'm good on that <laughs> nope <laughs> I, i'll watch saw and shit like that but i'm not watching no creepy dolls man no no draw the line on that <laughs> um i did watch some like uh 
the WWE because now I have Hulu Live. I can watch the documentaries, uh, the rival ones. So you have mm-hmm. the biggest rivalries of like the '90s, the '80s, and stuff like that. And then there's yeah. uh, there's another uh, documentary series where it goes into individual wrestlers. So they had like Ric Flair and Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, um, and they kind of give you a, from the beginning till so each one's about an hour and a half. So they're really really good, well done. Uh, they're done by A and E. Um, one is rivals and one is well, the other thing, but for what it's called. But those are really good documentaries. I've been watching a lot of documentaries. Also, watch started watching the uh, the Jared documentary. I think I'm like two or three episodes into that one, and that's fucking creepy as well. Jared, the subway guy. Yep. So the, the movie that I was thinking about is Poltergeist. Oh, yeah. Poltergeist. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's. <laughs> that's I saw weird. that as a kid once and never saw it again. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, no, I'm good. I found the found the clip and it's still creepy. And I'm watching the little girl as as she's sitting there, and I'm thinking about my own daughter climbing off the end of the bed. Mm-mm. Yeah, no, Mm-mm. and especially so. I'll tell you, you know what's real creepy is that I'll be dead asleep, and my daughter will come from around the corner and just pop up at the end of the bed and like climb across, and that will definitely <laughs> freak the hell out if you're not expecting it. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'll definitely oh. do that. <laughs> uh, so the other thing that I did watch, uh, we watched, I think, uh, last night was Murder Mystery Two with Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston. Uh, now the the two, I don't know if you remember the first one, but they they're now two private detectives that launched their own agency. Nick and Audrey Spitz land at the center of another international investigation when a friend is abducted. So you got a couple of characters that came back from the first one, and the joke was like, "Well, every time we go, we're out together, like eight or nine people die. So what the hell's going on here?" But this was definitely uh, uh, it, it was it was a continuation of the first one. It's if you like the first one, you like this one. It was it was entertaining for for what it is, what you expect. Um, so yeah, definitely like, you know, if you're, if you're in that, it's a good day night movie. Uh, and, uh, it was, it was entertaining. Like I said, for what it is, if you've seen the first one, you like this one. I'll put it on the queue. I haven't really watched a lot of Netflix stuff ever since I got Hulu. That's all I watch is Hulu. Hulu is weird in my basement. I get a really weird connection where it'll stop on me sometimes. Um, Peacock is pretty good. Um, but yeah, it's just, it, sometimes it just won't, it won't uh, stream through. Uh, really not get the- you probably got to go into your settings and uh, stop it or stop it and then uh, reload it. That used to happen to me when I had the, just a regular version. Now that I have the live version, it doesn't do it as much. But uh, there's times that you, you, you literally have to force stop it or uh, yeah. Just force stop it and, and clear the cache and then it'll work fine. Yeah, see, and, and then I tried. So now my Google TV has the Apple TV app, but it's still that one definitely doesn't. Uh, that one definitely doesn't stream. Oh. Right. It, uh, it'll play like the very beginning. I can watch it through my Xbox. Yeah, but I can watch it on my my regular TV. Oh, I, I I've binged uh, Ted Lasso. I'm up to uh, episode five now. So that's a <sighs> great one. Yeah, that's 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 the other one where I'm I'm sitting there and, and I got I'm gonna have to load it up on the Xbox because. That would, that's definitely one where I just sat there and watched all the way through when it came on. It's, uh, it's so good. Know, it is so good. Of course it is. Of course it is. It's it's one of those, you know, it, Apple TV has a lot of shows. Some of them feel very similar. I still got to watch like that, that one with the shrink. There's a couple of those that are. Yeah, shrinking uh, is good. Yeah, a couple of those that are floating around there that I'm like, oh, shit, I never, I, I forgot to uh, finish it. I'm, I'm working on finishing uh, Shameless, like watching the last couple seasons again. Yeah. Because um, I'm like. 
where Fiona bought the building and then she lost the building. I don't remember her losing the, I don't remember how she lost the building. So I'm like, I got like a season and a half to like recap to remember all that shit at the end. Yeah, yeah, I get it. It's, you know, you want to finish uh, the whole saga. I mean, it doesn't. Yeah. And then when I'm done with that, I'll go back to Boardwalk Empire. <laughs> <laughs> Before they take it off HBO. Uh, Succession is another one that's on HBO and that's a great one. There's another episode tonight as we're recording. Um, yeah. It's on its final I, season, and it's 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 a great great season. And uh, episode three throws I you heard for a loop. Crazy ass twist. Yes, yeah, episode three, crazy ass twist. I haven't watched the uh, after the post credits where they show you what's going to happen next week. Then they give you about eight ten minutes explanation of the episode, which I love that HBO does that for all their yeah. shows. I fucking love that. So um, that's definitely a show you should be watching. In Succession. You know what else came back on HBO was uh, Barry. Barry with Bill Hader. That one I gotta. I think I gotta watch the second, the, the last, second to last season, because um, all I said was previews of him in jail, which makes perfect sense. I just don't remember exact because they. That was the thing is that you had that COVID break where it was like their normal break, but then another six months, so you don't re- exactly remember all the shit that went on. Yeah, yeah. So two things did we we did we talk about John Wick four? Yeah, uh, I think we might have. We might have, and then we also talked about it in the water the weekend. But um, uh, I have not seen it. I know you saw it, and you know you said it's, it's one of the most uh, beautiful action-packed movies yes. that's ever been made. And, and it really is, stunning. yeah, and it is what it is. It's just an, uh, a guy action movie where he just kills a lot of people and they don't kill him. Uh, but it, it, it's nothing but <laughs> yeah. nonstop action. It's you know, it, it's a great movie. So um, I'm rewatching all the John Wicks from the beginning. Uh, just yeah. to catch up so that when it does come on streaming I'll watch it I think those are on HBO as well uh, and and the other thing is uh, this the trailer for the new Spider-Man uh, multiverse have you seen that I have not what I did see was the other one the Guardians of the Galaxy volume yeah. 3 that's the one I see so I haven't seen the Spider-Man one but uh, yeah definitely is something that I, those are those are ones I will watch at the theater the Marvel ones I will watch that at the theater yeah, it's it's definitely uh, with the the across the Spider Verse Part Two or whatever it is that looks so freaking awesome. I can't wait for that one. There's a you know if you remember the the Miles Morales, the thing I really loved about that was that it actually looked like a comic book. It had a comic book feel to it, and I'm like you you, you the way that you love uh, Batman, I love Spider Man. I've yeah. always loved Spider Man ever since I was a little kid. So. I'm super geeked for that. I, I sent that to my uh, um, I, sp- I sent that to my daughter, and I got it was in in uh, capital letters. Oh my god, I can't wait! So we're definitely gonna go check that out. That one, I, I the only movie I've ever seen in IMAX was John Wick Four. So I'm gonna go ahead and we're gonna try to see uh, uh, the Spider Man in, in in IMAX because that's definitely worth it. I think definitely is, especially if I have some of those uh, little candies I picked up from the dispenser. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. A big thank you to our sponsors, 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF podcast t-shirt. Search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TRUEFAN15 at checkout for 15% off of your entire order. That is TRUEFAN15. Go and get your shirts and any other gear to spruce up your summer lineup now. And don't forget to check out the rest of the 606 Media lineup. The newest show in the 606 family is No Water on the Weekend. You guys are well familiar with their hosts by now. Steven and Sean host a pop culture forward podcast that dabbles in funny trivia, film, television, music, and Chicago-centric news and happenings. News, new episodes available on Mondays. 
The Shy Native Radio Podcast is now available on all major platforms. Mike Logic, Ideal, and Throw MC talk about sports, movies, and all types of ill shit. Their, their live show is on Tuesday nights if you go to the Shy Native page on Facebook, and you can always catch up with them. Listen, if you are a musician, if you are an artist in Chicago, you or anywhere around the world, to be honest with you, if you got some sound that you want someone to hear, send it into them, and if they like it, they will play it. Um, they 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 do not uh, they're not shy about their opinions. I'll, t- I'll tell you that much. So if you want someone to hear what you got going on, if you got a dope sound, send it in. They will put you out there. They'll let you let the people hear what you got going on. And there is a special event coming out on uh, uh, this Saturday, April twenty second, at Sub T twenty eleven West North Avenue in Chicago. It's the Hip Hop Culture Spring Fest. Uh, quite a few. Uh, performances here taco you got rufus sims jude jilla mike logic and joey childs ideal griffin with dj doomsday caruso rich sunny rock boy bam and ao2 tunes um yeah check them out you got shine native entertainment fleet djs fab 94.5 the hits um, and this is one of this is an event that Mike Logic and Two Official put together. So you know it's going to be fire. It's at Sub T, the mecca of hip hop in Chicago. So make sure you go check it out Saturday, April twenty second, and go over to the Shine Native uh, page on Facebook. You can get your tickets and all that stuff. Uh, I'm sh- very sure they're going to feature a lot of the music from their new EP, uh, Too Much to Text Volume One. That's also now available on all. Uh, uh, digital streaming platforms they they you can also go to either one of their band camps if you want to throw them some some change to uh respect the all uh, the culture and the art that they put out there uh you know give them some money for what they're doing you know they they too many people like to listen to music for free so go ahead and, and give them their props give them their dues and uh you know go buy a t-shirt while you're there uh don't forget to also check out the homie ill brown he's a longtime contributor to the tcsf podcast uh, uh on our page he's got live shows every day or uh, not every day but on weekdays and you know if you listen you might just hear me calling in to give my opinion and uh, tell them how, how wrong they are on the show <laughs> check, out, <laughs> check out sibling rivalry sports on facebook and uh they have a live show and you can always check out the highlights on youtube as well Shout out to Ronesh, Panic, Serious Beats, and Custom Made for the beats we played on today's show. Check out PanicOnTheBeat.com for all your Molemen merch and gear. And don't forget to check us out on social media. You can find us at TrueShyFans on Twitter and on TikTok. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify. Reach out to us on our email. Hit us up with your uh, recommendations, stirring the pot, movie recommendations, and uh, just give us a review. Uh, you can reach us at truechicagosportsfans at gmail.com. And again, any any place that you listen to this show, you can give us a review. Give us the five stars. Give us the four stars if it only allows four. If you like what we do, give us the props. We, it, it helps to boost the show. It helps to get it to the top of the page so other people can listen and find us as well. And like again, don't forget to share it with your friends and family. All right, y'all, for Big Z, this is E-Rock. We'll see you next time for episode 140. Until then, be good to each other. For the love of sports. Snotty Pippin. <laughs> A few moments later. Wait, the Bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Um, you know, this is not how we wanted it to go. You almost can't even make it up. It's that bad. Oh, my goodness! Did you see that coming? I'm middle What? Did we just be-
best friends. Yup. You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Lover boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos. That's all. Oh, I shouldn't have had those artichokes. I'll eat that poppers. Thanks, Cobb.